Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi, welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of the Next Dimension Podcast. Your podcast is all about AR and VR. And tonight, with an amazing guest, we say hello to Kalle Max, who is the developer of Rainbow Reactor that's new for the Quest. Kalle, how are you doing? Yeah, fine. It's great to be here on the show. I'm pretty excited and I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I'm looking forward to find out about all the things about Rainbow Reactor, how tough it is to get into the quest store because you're on the main quest store congratulations and in general <laughs> about rainbow rector we're going to learn so many things about it tonight thank you so much for your time thank you so much for coming and also here with us tatiana from disco vr tatiana how are you doing tonight i'm doing great happy to be on the show as always Thank you for having me again. Of Always course, exciting. of course. And I'm looking forward to find out more about your first experiences with the Ray-Ban stories. You made a video on your channel that is up just now, right? <laughs> yes, it's fresh off my Adobe Premiere Pro. Wow. I just posted it. So yes, this is uh, uh, the newest content on my channel, but I will also talk a little bit about it here today. Per perfect, perfect. So for everyone who has not yet subscribed to Tatiana's channel, do that absolutely now. Disco VR is a great channel. I like it a lot. And the link is down in the description of this video. Also with us here, of course, Steve, VR flight sim guy. Steve, how are you doing tonight? I'll try oh. that again now my mic's on. I'm very well, thanks. <laughs> Mic on is always better for a podcast. I'll tell you what, at least it proves that it's live, okay? It, it is. Live. It is absolutely <laughs> live. Great. Yeah, I'm, I'm very well, thanks, Ev, and it's great to be back on the show again, as always. Great, great. And of course, also, for all the people who have not yet subscribed to VR Flight Sim Guy, it's an amazing channel all about flight sims and VR hardware and all the good stuff. So you should absolutely subscribe as well. Yeah, also with me, my name is Sebastian Ang. I am the founder of MRTV and the host of the Next Dimension podcast. And I'm also doing really well. I'm looking forward to tonight's show. For all of you who don't know yet about the Next Dimension podcast, Podcast. This podcast is live streamed every Saturday at 9 p.m. Berlin time. That's why I said tonight and good night because here in Germany it's already evening. Um, 8 p.m. in London, noon in San Francisco and 3 p.m. in New York. And this is also an audio podcast. You can listen to us on yeah, everywhere where you can find podcasts, basically. So on Google, on Alexa, on Spotify, on iTunes and... If you enjoy this podcast, we would be super happy if you would give us a good review, like a five-star review, and simply get out your iPhone or your iPad and find the podcast app. It's already pre-installed there. Find the Next Dimension podcast. And if you like us, give us a five-star review. That would be so incredible. All right. Today, we are going to talk about a couple of exciting topics. For example, we are going to talk about the rumors about the Apple VR headset. Oh, my goodness. So many rumors. And we're going to find out what we think about it. Of course, we're also going to talk about the Quest 2 Pro rumors. It's, uh, yeah, the rumors are getting closer to us and probably the headset as well. We're going to 
talk about that part. Then we're going to talk about the Xiaomi smart glasses. Xiaomi is also getting into this kind of smart glasses game and these glasses can do a bit more than the Ray-Ban stories and that's going to be pretty interesting. Also, we have some, some smaller topics that we're going to talk about and then we will talk with Kalle about, yeah, about everything like like what does it mean how how hard is it to get a game into the <laughs> official quest store and all these stuff i'm sure lots of people want to know how to make it happen and kalle is going to let us know about how to make it right you're going to give us the blueprint perfect <laughs> yeah right. exactly and um kalle by the way is my fellow german and he's in uh, berlin right now you're in berlin right yeah very good very beautiful crazy city that I kind of love. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you should come visit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I will come again. That's for sure. All right. Before we talk about our topics, we normally talk about what we did in our weeks. And that's the perfect, uh, yeah, perfect time now to get to know you a bit better, Kalle. <laughs> so, Kalle, what are you doing? So, are you a programmer or uh, what is your role in, in making Rainbow Reactor? Yeah, I'm basically the creator for the game. So it was my idea, you know, if it was a good idea or not, we will see later. <laughs> and yeah, I also do a bit of development, you know, these days with Unity, it's pretty easy. You don't have to code essentially. Um, yeah, but of course, I'm also a big VR fan because that's how this whole thing got started. And the game took up a lot of my time recently. So I didn't have time to play as much as I'd like, but at least in the last three or four weeks, I played a bit of PSVR. I played Fract and um, oh, and Leaves, which I also liked pretty well. Um, and yeah, I also played um, Lone Echo again because I thought oh, the yeah. second part would, would be released and then it was postponed <laughs> again. Oh no, again. But it, it, it was still great and um, yeah. Um, right. So, so you you'd also do, still have some some time for playing, but tell us more about how does the typical week of a, of somebody who is making a VR game look like? I mean, you you said you develop a bit, but you're more the producer of this game, right? So, so you lead the team and you tell them what to program, or how can we imagine your job to be like? Yeah, well, in this case, it's really like the three main people uh, in this, like uh, the developer Hanu and uh, Tom, our creative director, we are yeah more like partners in this, you know, so we all worked on this on our own time, you know, because obviously it takes a lot of time where we can't make any money with paid jobs. Um, so yeah, this is really a collaboration. So I don't really tell anybody exactly what to do or something, but the whole thing is my idea and the concept. And I also wrote the script and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, of course I'm leading in a way, but, um, it's yeah, a really cool collaboration, especially since, uh, Hanu is in Finland and Tom is originally from Austria. So we worked only remotely on this and it's so super cool that stuff like this is possible today you know it's just yeah right awesome. right no matter where you are okay cool Absolutely. and um yeah last week your game rainbow reactor fusion it went live in the store in the quest store it's not easy to get there so in the last week um did you already do all the work that has to be done and it was basically just waiting or what do you actually have to do in the last days before the game goes to the store do you get in touch with uh, content creators like like me or what, what do you do <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing is that for a quest game, there are super strict uh, rules about the quality of the game. So 
there is um, like a quality assurance process that goes on for weeks, you know, and the game is really scrutinized to the very last detail. And there has to be a lot of fixing done, you know, in our case, there were like almost 200 bugs that had to be eliminated. And of course, uh, for the developers who do the coding and stuff like this, that's super crazy work. You know, for me, fortunately, it's, it's not um, so much to do because I can't help with everything. And so I had more time to do like the PR um, where we also got some help from Oculus, fortunately. And um, yeah, I guess we can talk more about this later. Of but, course. Um, yeah, it was for me a super exciting mix of stuff that, yeah, I don't normally do so much, you know, so learned a lot and, and yeah, also kind of sweated bricks to <laughs> yeah, be of honest, course. because it was also new and exciting. Right, right. Wow. So we're going to talk a lot more about that later when we talk about Rainbow Rector. But yeah, it's it's very exciting already to find out. Yeah, how 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 is it if you know your game is going to be on the store? Yeah, I, is there still lots of things to do? Like um, you know the exact date when it was to be um, published, right? Yeah. But but there were still bugs, and they, like Oculus told you, okay, you still need to fix this, or this is not going to happen. No, or this is, this is really planned in a way that like this this uh, depending on how big the game is, you get a certain amount of of weeks, you know, where the QA okay. will take place, and it's okay. it's really timed like that that it it concludes, like the QA concludes, and then there's another week where there will be a super thorough overall check of the final build, you know, okay. and um, then well, you have to have gotten it right you know or you're in trouble so yeah that was for a small team like us that was pretty exciting but um yeah we we managed surprisingly well i mean even we didn't know what to expect but even the qa guy said in the end wow that was You've impressive for such a small team you know and um of course when they say it i'm super happy and and proud okay. of the team obviously Okay, cool. Yeah, congrats to you and the team for making the Oculus Quest launch happen. That is really impressive. <laughs> cool, Thank we're going you. to talk much more later about this. Yeah, so, Steve, <laughs> how have you been doing? <laughs> what have you done in the last uh, few weeks? Yeah, it's been a really exciting time on the channel, um, particularly because uh, I've been, you know, experimenting and, and I've had a few sort of... Uh, different devices, VR and hardware in terms of PCs that I've been testing out, really the high-end stuff. And of course, you know, Seb, that I've been testing out the Vario VR3. Oh, which yes. I'm very, very lucky do to you be also able to like test it, it out. <laughs> as much it's as all I do. right. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> it's all right, right? Not bad, right? <laughs> oh, it's mind-blowing. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it's like a VR flight sim kind of experience, uh, like a wet dream, really. It's like it's something from the, it is from the future because it certainly is something we can't uh, sort of, unfortunately, it's, it's not a consumer headset. But you know, for, from what I've uh, been testing, I just, yeah, it excites me for perhaps the next two or three years. I don't know. It's some, something like this has to, you know, appear in the consumer space eventually. I really hope so. And I think with your video, Seb, and mine as well, shouting about it, I'm hoping someone's listening because it. I, I'm going to struggle to go back to my other headsets. I have been trying like the Reverb G2 and the Pimax 8KX, which are superb headsets, don't get me wrong. But the, the Vario, it, it just stands above anything else I've ever tried before. It's just, yeah, astonishing, really. Wow. So this is now your your go-to headset, your daily driver for flight simming? or It, it is until I send it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, right. Uh, Same for me. But, you yeah. know, but my strategy is 
I simply don't ask them when they want it back. And so far, <laughs> they didn't ask me, so everything's good. I hope they don't watch this show. <laughs> That's a good idea. Maybe I should try that, actually. I'm, I'm talking to them far too much, I think. That's my problem. But, okay, uh, yeah, I didn't at all. For, for me, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it from Vario. For me, I got it from Bestware, from the ah. from from the seller in Germany. I didn't have yes. any contact with uh, with them, so yeah. I think it's because I'm I'm kind of helping them with a bit a few suggestions with their OpenXR sort of ah, development. Okay. Uh, That's as impressive, well, which, Steve. Yeah, well, it's just because um, you know I'm quite passionate of, of of this kind of headset. We we desperately need it uh, for like the likes of Microsoft Flight Simulator, and it's nearly there, but it doesn't quite work, work properly yet with that runtime. So. I'm sort right. of trying to sort of give them some feedback on that to uh, help in any way I can. You know, I'm certainly no expert, but as a geeky flight simmer, I can certainly voice my opinion, uh, you know, for the community on that one. So that's that's the plan anyway. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Perfect. But of course, you know, I've, I've got it here, by the way. Anyone who just has never never seen it, I've got, I'll show you the, on the camera if it works. That is, yeah. But that, for, that's uh, what she looks like there. Hang on. That's not really working, is it, very well? Wow. It's ah, like, how annoying. Yeah, it's it's, like, uh, it's like from another dimension, you know? It is. It's like... It's it's like uh, <laughs> from the next dimension, yeah, maybe. It's from the next dimension, you know? That's why it was like kind of transparent when, when, when Steve showed into the camera. Yeah, for all the people who don't know what we're talking about, it's the Vario VR3 future headset. <laughs> no, no. Present headset for... <laughs> For business and enterprises, which cost like more than 3,000 euros and you have to pay like a yearly fee of 800 to get it. And like uh, me and Steve were able to check it out. And yeah, we kind of like it because it has like a super high resolution display, which like blows everything else out of the water in terms of clarity. So, yeah, that's I good. Think, yeah, <laughs> I think the, the thing about it, though, is it's those uh, aspheric lenses. That, you, that's right, right. Because... You know, actually, I'm not using that center human eye resolution display. Yeah, the me focus neither. Display, yeah, which is the 70 uh, PPD display, isn't it? Which is which is that re resolution? I don't. It's not really that. That's the main draw here um, for Steam VR games because obviously it's not really meant for games at the moment. It's it's not really meant meant as a. It's not, it's a business headset, but I do Shame. know that a lot of simmers have actually managed to get one i don't know how they've done that but whether they've got their own business i don't know and, and got through it that way uh so there there are an army of flight simmers out there that seem to have this headset which is amazing and that just right. gives you an idea of the lengths some of these simmers will go to get the very best experience it's amazing really because it's so expensive i mean right. you know, I, I would love to religion it's religion it, <laughs> really, it really, it's a culture. It's, it's a way of life, perhaps even. I don't know, but it's uh, it's a hobby, and people pay a lot of money for hobbies. Yeah, yes. Why not? Why not pay three thousand uh, dollars for your favorite hobby that you spend so many hours with? Kind of makes but, sense. Yeah, it does. It does make sense <laughs> because now that I've I've you know had the pleasure of trying it out for the last couple of weeks, I've tried it in all the Sims, and um, it's just insane. It really is. That, like, the, the clarity and is that spheric lens design. It doesn't, you know, mm. it's not all good news, though. You do get, like you said, because when, when you said, Seb, about the distortion, I was like, I was right. very intrigued. I saw it. Like, how does it actually, <laughs> what does it actually Did look you see like? that too? Is, is it really obvious? But it is obvious, especially at the start. Uh, but it's one of those things that when I've used the headset a lot and your brain adapts to that type of view. It really, I know it sounds like a, like a cop out, but it doesn't. It, it does, yeah. It, it does. does actually. I mean, you, you know, it's never gone completely. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't. I never think about it when I'm flying now. I don't think, oh, that's that's really weird. Uh, and I think a lot of that could be sorted in software anyway. To be honest, because there's certain sims like IL2, which is a, a sort of combat war, uh, like a World War II sim, 
it just it's not there at all, which is really weird. It's not there at all. So mm. whether DCS is quite bad. So uh, that does give me hope that maybe there's some software that could be used to mitigate. That yeah, they said they said they are working on that lens profile, which could like uh, mitigate the problem. And they said that it would be out in fall. And I'm actually optimistic because Pimax also had these kind of problems with distortion. And they managed to really improve the distortion on the AKX and on, on, on all the Pimax headsets. So I'm kind of optimistic that Vario can also work on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. It's, yeah, but as I say, it's been, <laughs> I could talk about this for the whole two hours. But, yeah, right, right. You know, we better I, I not just, do it. Or no, Kyle would be unhappy about it. <laughs> no, that would be very rude. But uh, I just <laughs> want to say, just the other little things about it, like the auto IPD adjustment is the coolest thing in the world. You put yeah, it on yeah, right. and you hear the motors go like that and you go, oh, what was that? And then you kind of check and go, oh my God, it's got my IPD exactly right. And it, it gets it right every time. I, that, that kind of thing is just very cool indeed. Um, exactly. And also, if you don't wear it correctly, <laughs> if, you, if you wear it too high or too low, it will tell you, hey, put the headset lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah. actually, that's great because I believe that so many people still wear some headsets wrong and therefore have problems. And this kind of things can happen if you have this kind of, um, yeah, automatic adjustments. Absolutely. Mm. Pretty cool but, yeah, stuff. If, if you want to see my sort of reaction to it, I've got a video on the channel anyway, and in fact, I've got loads on it now of all. <laughs> I haven't done a through the lens video yet, though, because I can't yeah. seem to get a decent enough quality like you have said, but your video is a brilliant through the lens video. It really shows it off well. Thanks, man. And I, I, I can't do that. It's, I'm getting flickering and all sorts, so I need to find a, a way of doing it. But, um, but yeah, it's been wonderful. Um, I, I probably just uh, I'll quickly say a Quest 2 uh, related, which is quite funny going from one the highest, like crazy high re uh, resolution headset and expensive headset to this, which is, by the way, brilliant headset. I love the Quest 2. I really do. And uh, I've been <laughs> testing <doesn't>, out. <laughs> I, I've been testing out. You know, I think you, have you shown this on the channel as well, Seb? I'm not sure. Uh, but the the Kiwi Elite Strap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not yet. Um, not yeah, yet. I, I really like it actually, because um, they the, the first one that they released, I was a, uh, I wasn't that impressed with, if I'm honest. Um, I thought the quality was a bit dodgy, but this one is they've, they've learned from their mistakes with this one. I think it's not the most amazing head strap ever. I'm sure there's better ones out there, but it's quite cheap. It's about twenty seven dollars okay, or pounds okay. or yeah. euros, whatever it is. It's probably euros. Money. Actually. <laughs> it's money. Twenty seven monies. Twenty seven monies. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it. I don't know if you can see there, but that, look at that strap. It's really spongy. I really like that. It feels okay. really, really, and it cups the back of your head really nicely. I was going to put it on then like an idiot mm. when I've got headphones on. But <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Well done, Kiwi Designs, for that spot on. And the new update version, is it 3.3 on now, Quest 2? I've noticed the uh, hand tracking is way better. I don't know, what, you know, I don't know whether it's a placebo thing, but the hand tracking on the Quest 2 now is absolutely excellent um, since that last update. Uh, cool. which is pretty damn cool. Yeah. But I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, also about the um, version uh, 33, like um, a, a, a good friend of mine and a member of the German community, his name is Repu. Hello, Repu, if you're watching this. <laughs> He's like sending me like excited messages about version 33 of the Oculus software. And he told me That's like, good. he told me like when you um, change some settings, you will have like a way better ah, graphical yes. fidelity when you play um, PC VR games using the link cable or or Airlink, like much better. He told me like now it's like super comparable to the G2. 
And that is kind of um, yeah surprising. So I have to check this out. And, wow, I haven't um, yeah, tried that yet. Yeah, you can do so many things with software. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to try this out as well. So let's see, let's see. Cool, cool. Tatiana, how was your week? Tell us more it's, about it. <laughs> <laughs> my week was pretty busy. I didn't play a whole lot, but I did test a couple of prototypes of VR games that I was sent by some developers. And one particularly caught my eye. I think they wouldn't mind if I talk about it because they have it like on their website and everything. They don't have like an embargo. But it's called uh, Galactic Drift. And it's like a space racer. Oh, so you cool. pick a ship. And so they get a very interesting way of uh, reducing cyber sickness. I can't play racers for like ever. I tried dash dash world and just the fact that you are you have to steer and you can uh, hit walls and just something about it. Just I, I can't play it for longer than like five minutes. And I've been you know in this field for a while and I think that I've trained my VR legs already. But no, I, you try racers and like nope, <laughs> it's gone. Like you can't do anything. Are you standing that, up when you're doing that? Are uh, you standing up? No, I'm sitting down. Oh, I just wondered because I know it's a lot worse when you sit, you know, you actually stood up. You really feel I mean, that motion. It, Dash Dash World really has like this nice steering wheel in your glove. So I wanted to feel like I'm sitting in the car, but yeah. it was terrible to me. And uh, but this game that I was trying, it uses this rail in uh, style that you're not actually um, choosing where to go. So the, the route is predetermined. But there are things that you can do on that route. So when you turn the steering wheel, you sort of go around this circle tunnel. So there are different obstacles. And like in Mario Kart, you can pick up weapons and shoot others. So the fact that you are not actually steering right or left, but rather you're just rotating around this, this tunnel makes the whole difference. I played okay, it. Wow, I, that sounds interesting. I, yeah, and it's amazing <laughs> because the routes, they are short. They're very quick and addicting, like crazy addicting because you like play around and oh, I finished six. I want to finish first. Oh, no, like 13th. It's super quick and you don't feel like you're um, like, like you're getting sick or anything. And it has beautiful graphics like you're in the space and you're racing in there, uh, shooting and throwing some grenades and uh, nets. So. This is not even on SideQuest. It's not even on App Labs or anywhere. It's just a prototype. But I think wow. that we will all be talking about it. Because so, so how I could you play it already? Well, they sent me a prototype. Ah, to okay, for it. the Quest. They, yes, for Quest. They wanted to, um, right. to hear any kind of feedback that I would have to improve. So I'm actually, right now, I'm helping them out to bring this game to the good level so that they will release. I think they're planning to release a free demo on SideQuest first. Mm -hmm. and see how it goes. And I really think that they're onto something great because I've never played a game like this. It's so simple, but super addicting and multiplayer would work brilliantly. So yeah, looking forward to to see how, uh, you know, they will, what kind of game they will end up with. And uh, yeah, I'm already playing this little prototype, like five minutes, 10 minutes, you can just jump in and uh, laps and it's, it feels great. Cool. <laughs> so yeah. We might be talking about it later. Perfect. Uh, yes. But of course, the major thing that I've been preoccupied with lately are the um, Raven stories. I actually received them earlier than I anticipated. So I was supposed to get them yesterday, but I got them on Wednesday. So 
I had the time to actually use them for a few days and I already made a review. Uh, the full review, everything I liked and didn't like about it, it's all there, unfiltered. My pure thoughts, Perfect. unsponsored, unfiltered, everything is in there. <laughs> so if you're curious or if you're thinking, hmm, should I spend $300 to buy these ribbons? Go to my video and you'll find out because <laughs> I, I talk about everything, like small details too. It's a little bit long, but it's a little bit longer than my 17 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I have already I checked it out. Like, <laughs> that's long for you, isn't it? That's, that's, quite a that's, long, video, that's that. long. That is, is long. It is. But I thought like, okay, there are some things that are maybe more crucial than others, but but small things are important. Like, for example, like I will I can't spoil a little bit. Please, um, we want to know more about it. So the thing about them right now, I'm sorry. Right now they are turned off, but basically when you turn them on and they have this little switch here, and that's how you turn them on with this like little switch. When they are turned on, and when they're like this, it's a standby mode. So if you play music or pick up calls, you pick them up from your phone. You can't really use them, but they are not dead. So they are, they are on. Then turning them on will make a chiming sound. means they're active. And when you put them on, I don't know, it'll look silly if I do. No, you, <laughs> please do it. No, please, come on. <laughs> and then if you put them on, it automatically pairs and the sound goes directly here. You don't have to switch anything or click anything. It goes directly in there. And then it switches automatically back to your phone. So this is pretty convenient. But well, if and and they look good. They look exactly like the glasses. Well, it's, it's crazy. Change. It's crazy. They look so good. I was on about you. to they say, of all the glasses <laughs> I've ever seen, they look the most and, authentic. They look good, another, really. They are super lightweight. You would never be able to guess even by wow, touching them. Wow, that's crazy. They are only five grams heavier than the original Ray-Ban glasses. No kidding. Come on. Five that grams, is yes. That is unbelievable, really. You can't tell the difference. Like and technically, it's fantastic. Yes. And that's, that's one of the things I also talk about. They are impressive cosmetically. Yeah. Because you still get all the technology, even though it's not the high-end technology like the best camera, the speakers, the microphone and video and photos. They are still there. And you get them for $150 more than the original Wayfarers. Mm -hmm. So technically, you're overpaying $150 for all these gadgets that go in here. So when you think about it, it's not that much. Because you can spend $150 and $200 just for regular glasses for the brand. So you're spending $100 from $100 to $150 more to get all of this. So on the, on the one hand, it's really cheap. But it shows. It shows okay. in the quality of everything that you get here. It's a hundred to hundred fifty dollars quality of video, audio, and all these things. It's just you get what you pay for in terms of the quality of all these uh, specifics, and that's what makes them probably not as practical as you would wish they were. Oh, you mean the, the video quality is not just not as good as you would hope for? Well, yes, because you're still paying extra for it. And if you want these gadgets, you, if you want this functionality, then you want to use it for something. And if you can't right. really use it because it's only 30 seconds, then what's the point? You know, it's right, like, right. I have this. So now I can show it off, but it's not practical so that I can actually use it to create content or to like store them in memories. And yeah, it's just um, you get what you pay for in a way. But what I can talk a little bit more about it. What do you mean it's only 30 seconds? I don't understand. 
with, so, with those, you can only take video for 30 seconds, not like a long oh, you video. Mean record. Record yeah. 30 seconds. Oh, I see. Yes. Right, okay. So it has this physical button right here. When you click on it, then it starts recording and it automatically turn, it stops after 30 seconds and you have to click it again if you oh, want yeah. like another that's, one. Yeah, it's a bit pants, isn't it? I don't like that. Yeah. So, so how about the the white light that shines when you record? Is it like uh, very obvious or do you think people will not see it when you when you do it? It's about as bad as you would imagine. It's so oh, no. hard to see, especially in the daylight. Like yeah, that's what I thought. It's a light that's reflecting. What I okay. Like, you can't see white light in the, in the uh, natural. And I tried recording them in my house and also outside. So in the house, it was late in the evening. The quality was really bad and really fuzzy because there was enough light. And then you don't really wear sunglasses in your house when it's dark, right? So you wouldn't be using them. So that's natural. But outside, it needs to be bright. So you're using your sunglasses, but the sun actually won't let anyone even see that you're recording anything. So I kind of agree that you don't need these glasses to be good at recording during the night because you're likely aren't going to be wearing sunglasses when it's dark. <laughs> it but makes at the sense. Same it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And actually, this is something I forgot to mention in the video. But I just, you know, um, I, I tested it just like I would any camera. So there is a light setting, there's dark setting. I want to see whether it does well when it's a little bit darker. But when it's bright, it's just, oh. Yeah, they, they really did everything to hide it as much as possible from everyone that you wow. are recording. And that's, that is, that's, that's very bad. Sneaky. Why would and you be recording? I'm really, really thick here, but I don't know anything about these things. But why would you be recording? What, what would it be that you'd be recording anyway? So I, uh, the, the thing that I was testing, I went for a bike ride. Oh, okay. I went for a bike ride and I was wearing my glasses and I was just uh, riding around and, and recording That kind of makes sense. Yeah, so like, that a, like a vlog. Fun. Or something yeah that, Some that is useful be... probably right it's... yeah yeah if you want to see if you want to remember the direction somewhere <laughs> uh some people were also recording um making tutorials like if they're painting something oh yeah you, yeah that makes sense okay or how to build something it's also be a very quick with tutorial wouldn't it 30 seconds like a TikTok style. <laughs> <laughs> it's how you do it quick. Oh, damn it. <laughs> but or probably at the nude beach, you could use them. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good. Uh, maybe not. And, and, and here, we come, here we come to this point, right? Your question is very good. Why would I want to record? What would I want to do with it, with these functions? Well, it's, it's a fun toy. It's something you get to do. Like it's one more thing you get to do. So the benefit is relatively small. Maybe it's more valuable for some people than it is for others but the dangers are the same for everyone because i looked into the privacy uh documentations there and data collection and it's like really shady because you have to install an app on your phone and then on this app they have like a little field that says that you can share some extra information that they are collecting metadata but they are not accessing your photos and videos so mm -hmm. that sounds good right but then there's like small like find phone that says oh we have supplemental data collection and then when you click on that it opens a whole new page with even more information that they're collecting and then in that page there's another <laughs> link so what are they collecting Facebook policies. so they're collecting uh, basically it says that they have access to the content that you collected through the cameras oh wow and this is not something that they list in the app but it is something that you can find 
when you keep digging into these settings. So few people would. I did, but I don't think anyone, just regular consumers would do that. But it is there. Okay. It's there. So also, do you have to log in with your Facebook account? Absolutely. No, oh, no yes. kidding. Not again. That's it now. Not again. Yep. Oh, no. Yep. No. Yes. No. <laughs> you <laughs> Not again. the answer. Why did you even ask? Yeah, yeah. I, I needed to bring that up here. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have them yet. I couldn't try it out. I, I looked for the app, and the app is not available in Germany. Probably I can't even use the, the thing. You, you need yeah. this one app, right? You need this Facebook View app or what? Yes, Facebook View. It works on Apple. It works on Android. So you okay. download it. It's the first thing it asks you. Log in with your Facebook account. Oh, no. So everything that applies to Facebook <laughs> applies to these glasses. Can, can I just say, randomly, quickly, just two seconds. Uh, a friend of mine is an absolute Facebook hater. He can't stand it. Yeah, I recommended him the Quest 2 the other day. He, and he was loves so it unsure. He did finally buy it, and he bought. He, he got himself a Facebook account. He Are you talking about the, yourself? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the Quest 2, he loves it that much. He doesn't care about the Facebook login. He doesn't care because yeah. he's having such a great time it, with it. It is, it is really good. I must admit it too. And he's like <laughs> properly anti-Facebook, and he just doesn't care. He just, he just literally created an account, doesn't even think about it. So just from the other side of it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so bottom oh, line... Uh, yeah, bottom line with these glasses, and again, this is something like this is how I conclude the video. Yes, you get some benefits of taking videos and photos hands free, and this is pretty fun, but I don't think that this is this benefit is equal to the dangers that it will bring to us because it'll like the Pandora box of all the vile intentions that mm. people will be using these sunglasses for. Totally they will agreed. be affecting everybody. And is it really worth the ability to take? photos that are not even that good of a quality if you still right. have your phone you can do it it's not it's not convincing right have you tried them in public like where people really see them up close and did you see did you gauge the reactions i don't go out a lot <laughs> i haven't i haven't uh i order my groceries that i don't even That'd go really grocery cool. shopping yet yeah, yeah okay that will be a nice um, video to actually go and just let random people try them but obviously i will can't. try it i will try I, exactly that if i can get them running so you are going yeah. to literally be recording people without their consent yeah, for a youtube video yes of course but I, I will i will like um make their uh, i'll make their faces not visible obviously right Mm. I've seen there are some videos already on YouTube people doing that and nobody bothers blurring anybody's faces. Yeah, I will so blur them, of course, obviously. Everybody's contributing to this problem also by creating YouTube videos. So it's even worse because they have the follower base that more people will see and than just regular users. I, I didn't want to do that actually for that reason. And I do have somewhere to go today. I considered taking them, but then I thought, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I might take them, but I'm not going to be recording anybody. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would feel uncomfortable for myself wearing them. Just the reaction of other people, like asking me, "Hey, are you recording me right now?" Or what? What is this? This doesn't make sense. Yeah. Anyways, strange, strange. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll just stop here. There's, okay. There's a lot more. I talk watch the about video, people. Watch the video. 17 minutes of uh, exactly <laughs> just this topic. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, anything cool. more you want to talk about in your week, Tatiana? Uh, no, that's about it. I have been following all the rumors and all the news that were happening during the past week. Uh, this is right. also something that I was like talking a little bit on my channel. And today we will get to talk about them on this podcast. So exactly. it's really exciting. 
Perfect. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to do that very soon. I'm just going to tell you what I did. And I'm really excited about one thing. And I played that game one day after our last podcast. And I actually rented a gymnasium, like a whole sports um, place. And I played Space Pirate Trainer, mm. the location-based version, right? Mm. Space Pirate Arena. And I made a video about this, and I can just tell you it is amazing. It is so much fun to actually run in real life and see different things in virtual reality, basically playing laser tag in VR with a friend. It is fantastic. And for everyone out there who is wondering, is it worth it to pay $25 for Space Pirate Trainer if you have access to a huge playing space? Right? I don't know, what kind of place could it be? Like a football place or a basketball court or whatever? Yes, it is absolutely worth it. It works like a charm. Um, check out my video about it. Um, I posted it like a couple of days ago. It's, it's just so much fun. Did any of you have the chance to play that yet? Or, or also color? Did, did, is it something that would interest you, like, like um, location-based VR? Yes, absolutely. I'd love to try it, but of course the space is is uh, hard to find probably, but right. I can imagine it it is the best thing ever, you know, if you don't have to worry about controllers or yeah, if you can really run like for 8 meters or something like this to get to cover or whatever, that's right. that sounds really awesome. It is. It is. The great thing is the immersion. You know, the immersion is just so much higher when you don't um, have to move with your thumb but really move yeah. with your body being in there and then you're running around and you're, you're chasing the other player who's also running around. It is so good. I was absolutely amazed by playing this and uh, yeah, try it out, try it out. Um, Steve and uh, Tatiana, is it something that you're interested in? Like uh, trying a Space Pirate Trainer or any kind of um, location-based VR? Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, well, you already did, didn't you? You did that Far Cry thing. If that's well, that's... That that was just a location-based VR, but um, I imagine this being so much more comfortable and immersive because you don't need to wear that backpack. Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. The exactly. So, yeah, and uh, and obviously you can do it anywhere as long as you have the space. You don't have to pay for it. I did <laughs> enjoy the the location-based VR, and I hoped that there would be. Mm, more options for us to have that maybe outside of those um, locations or maybe more than just regular shooter, which for now we're still getting just a shooter, but it's mm -hmm. a that still looks really fun. And I'm waiting for my husband to get back so that we can play together. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so yes, I will try it. I've heard Give it way a try. many things about it's, it. Just, it, just feels, it just feels so good to really be in VR and to walk through it. Having this space is yeah. a game changer. And well, we, we made this huge play space, this 10 by 10 meters. And also to be in the Oculus home environment and to be able to really walk to everything there and have a closer look, something that you can't do if you are just in your normal small play space, is incredible. The feeling of really being there, oh, so good. And wow, I would love to have like a 10 by 10 meter play space for myself, <laughs> not having to to rent that um, sports hall or how you call it, I don't know. It's it's amazing. It's It's so good and location-based VR for the masses on the Quest 2, it's a thing. Get it. And I hope there's going to be more games 
that kind of like use this kind of um, yeah location-based capabilities of the Quest. That would be for, cool. For me, I, I'd really, st uh, to start with, I'd be really frightened of it because I'd be thinking I'd be hitting a wall or something. Or I'm yeah. so used to right, small right. play spaces to actually run in VR. I don't know it's, if I could like, it, it's almost like, you know, how, you know, when some people are okay with like falling backwards and being caught, you know, I can't do that. It's like, it's, you've got to really trust that boundary software. Yeah. Because otherwise true. you're going to properly hurt yourself. Right. Uh, we, we had a spotter who had, who had a look at us from outside VR and that did feel better, honestly speaking. Okay. Unless he's the other side of the room. Like, no, stop. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, so. Right, right. So that is really something that I totally enjoyed to do, and I was like thinking about it all week. <laughs> How can when can I play it again, and what else can I try out? Location-based VR is the thing. It's really good. Yeah, right. Okay, but now let's directly get to the topics because we have to we have to go through so many things, and we also still want to talk about Rainbow Reactor. So lots of things to cover. So let's start with some smaller topics, but nevertheless still really interesting topics, and. Yeah, let's talk about this here. Half-Life 2 VR. There has been a Half-Life 2 VR mod since the beginning of VR for consumers. So this mod was made for the Oculus Rift DK1 and 2, and I actually played it. I played through Half-Life 2 in VR. It was one of my first experiences. This was crazy. And really? from, yes, really, I played through the whole game in VR on the DK2, and it was mind-blowing. I couldn't believe what I'm doing here. It was crazy, fantastic. Then, unfortunately, when the actual consumer headsets came out, the, the Rift... The, the Rift CV1 and the Vive and so on and so forth, this mod stopped to work because of some technical difficulties. And the team didn't kind of um, work on it. And, well, it didn't happen anymore. Then, a couple of years back, they actually wanted to change that and they want to, wanted to uh, make the mod playable on actual consumer headsets. But this never came to fruition. But now... There is a new in initiative, and this new in initiative is being led by no one else than Dr. Beef. <laughs> Dr. Beef, he has been doing uh, like the, um, the Doom ports and other ports for VR of older games, and he is now on this, making this happen. We don't know yet exactly when it's going to happen, when it's going to come out, but it is going to happen, and I must say... I'm super excited about it. And I want to ask you, Kalle, what are your thoughts about Half-Life 2 VR? Have you played it when it came out for DK2 or is, would it be something new for you now? It would be new. I was really late to the party with the game anyway because I played it the first time on the Xbox 360 when it came oh, out in this okay. orange, orange box. box. Right, but exactly. it was really awesome. I mean, it was really old at that time, you know, and, but still the story and the physics and, and stuff like this and all this, these ideas in the game were awesome. And yeah, of course, I was also stumped by the cliffhanger in the end, you know. But right, right. Yeah, I would really love to try that, especially if it's uh, if it's uh, from Doctor Brief. We can expect that it's got real controller tracking and everything, you know. So, um, and depending on what other uh, mechanics will be usable with with real VR controls, it it could be absolutely awesome. I'm telling you, it was already awesome when I played it like 2015 or so. It was already, it already had controller support. I I was having it was called Razer Hydra controllers. This, these are some controllers with a magnetic um, induction or whatever. It were like, yeah, controllers 
that kind of look a bit like our controllers that we use now. And already at that time, it had controller support. So, yeah, we can look forward to it. Tatiana, um, what are your thoughts about Half-Life 2? Have you played Half-Life 2? I have not, but I have oh, a question. Oh, you need so to. <laughs> you're saying that there was already a mod for Half-Life 2, and then it yes. stopped working, and exactly. now we just get another mod. Yeah, but they're so, making it a bit better. They're, they're like including new stuff to it. Okay. Well, I'm really tempted to try it because I hear Dr. Beef. I, I, I grab the game because I know that this is going to be awesome. Uh, the ports that he does, so that that alone is like a good enough reason for me to give it a try. And right. yeah, I've, I've heard great things, but I just never get to it. You know, like we, we all play some some of the games and we just never get to them, even though it's really good. And I've yeah, I've heard amazing things about it, but just didn't happen for me. <laughs> okay, I, I so, can really tell you, if once this hits uh, the quest or whatever, uh, please try it. Because just like Skiva, hi Skiva, <laughs> has said it's one of the best games in video game history. And I can mm -hmm. absolutely agree to this. I was totally wow. floored when I played that, when it came out. Uh, at that time on the PC, I played it, and I was just, like, blown away. I, that I, is a very strong statement. Blown away. I was blown <laughs> away. I was, Really, I couldn't believe that I would be so excited about a shooter, because normally shooters have not been my, my favorite games. Mm -hmm. But that game, it blew me completely away. And to play it in VR then, when it came out for the Oculus DK2, oh, my God. Since then, I'm just, like... Like this uh, awesome. VR enthusiast, yeah, okay. right. It's You're good. hyping it up pretty well. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I good. Perfect. You need to play this, <laughs> Steve. I know that you are into flight sims. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. But I need to ask you: How about like games like Half Life? Um, like Half Life. Have you played Half Life Two? I'm honestly, I'm so ashamed to admit this, but I've never played Half Life. Two. Wow. Okay. I played the very, very first one. Do you remember, like the very first one? Yeah. That was probably right. Yeah, that was amazing. I actually only played that last. That was year. also good. Uh, and of course, I played Half Life Alex now. About yeah, of, of course. Um, but I haven't played Half Life uh, Two, and uh, my, some of my friends say that's the best one. That, that's the best. Really. The best one in terms of sort of the, particularly the, in the era that it was in, it was such an in. Uh, Even now, game. it's fun. Yeah. Even now, it's so, fun. Like I replayed it over and over again on different systems, also on the Xbox, and yeah, it is still amazing. You can still play it now, now, and you would think like, what? Well, I, I actually bought the. Um, I've bought it now, but I still haven't played the thing, so okay. I need to get on and do that. But now that the <laughs> VR version's coming yeah. out, I might just probably wait for, it. Yeah, wait, wait for it. Yeah, um, wait for it. Wait for the VR version. I would say. So will it be optimized? Well, I say optimized. Will it be you know enhanced I'd, graphically? I do. Uh, right, right. I do think they do have some um, VR enhancements, like different kind of like um, locomotion styles. You can simply choose whatever you like best in VR. I do think there's some some polish. Uh, yeah. To be fair, I mean, if it's is it going to be a standalone experience as well for the Quest Two? Because even with the XR2 chipset, I think they'll be able to do a lot with that because uh, it's such an old game now. I think they'll be. Able I to think really they could make nice it happen. It. I think they could make it happen with the Quest Two. I mean, Kale, you know more about the capabilities yes, of, the, of the Quest, right? <laughs> because <laughs> you have just like ported your <laughs> PC VR game to the Quest. Do you think the Quest 1 and 2 could handle Half-Life 2? Um, the Quest 2, definitely. I mean, it's, it's really got quite a bit of power. And I mean, you also saw it with Doom 3, right? Um, it's an old game, of course, but I mean, to see it in, in, in stereo 3D is still awesome and be able to walk around in it and... 
I mean, the, the original vanilla version will definitely work. And of course, if they can further optimize it and maybe uh, put in higher textures, I mean, there are so many mods for it, you know, so I guess as uh, <laughs> Dr. Beef, you can just try out what's there and what works best. And I guess, right. yeah, it can be pretty amazing, happen, right? you know, because it's, it is a triple A game and um, yeah, it's got all these these great qualities to begin with, so it will be <laughs> fantastic, probably. It's, yeah, I, I believe it's going to be super fantastic, and it also got the green light from Valve, so that they oh, they can totally wow. do it. It's just totally fine for them, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. I'm so looking forward to that. Uh, you know, Sven's just asked. Sorry, and I, I, this, yeah. Sven's asked the same question I was going to ask. Um, if you got the the game um, already, is this a free? I would say so. Uh, if you if you own the game, then probably you can simply play it, just okay. like just like you could with with Doom Three, where you needed the game, you needed a special yes. version of the game. Then you have to copy certain files over to the quest, and then you were good to go. That's and cool. you and you know what? This is also what I really love about people like Doctor Doom. I mean, they're doing this. They they're using their time, and there there is I don't quite see the direct payment to them i mean mm. right it's, it's it's just some community effort which is crazy in my opinion I, it must take month and month to make this this must it sounds like a full-time job right so it's great i, to I can see just that. say thank yeah. you <laughs> to these it's, people right what are you what are your thoughts about that I'm sure they have some kind of community outlets for people to support whatever they right. do, either like Patreon, Patreons. I'm sure that you're right. You're they, right. Uh, we really, should all support them. Th that is true. Yes, I'm sure that they have the community, uh, the close knit community that is supporting them yes. in a in financial way. But but they're definitely doing a fantastic job. Just releasing this, and you don't have to, um, yeah, pay anything. Yeah, I just think it's a great community it, effort. It, Right, right, exactly. And um, good point with the Patreon and stuff. I will absolutely join that once yeah, once we can play that. It's uh, perfect. Or probably even before I should do that, <laughs> just to support them. Perfect. It's funny because the Flight Sim uh, community, yeah. the freeware uh, side of because that's, that's what they call it, freeware, uh, it's just unbelievable. There's just been a new helicopter been released that's taken mo a monumental amount of effort from real-world pilots and all sorts. They've put this together and it's totally free. So it's great to see that the gaming community is also has has that those talented people mm -hmm. in the industry to be able to put these things out. So cool. Yeah, right. It's always when you have these enthusiasts communities when some beautiful things happen. <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah, cool. That is Half-Life 2 going to appear on in VR very soon. I think everyone is looking for looking forward to that. <laughs> okay, now the next topic I would say that is something where we need Steve's knowledge. <laughs> we, we're going to talk about Microsoft Flight Simulator. It's finally getting VR controller support coming in mid-November. And yeah, I must honestly say, when I first played Microsoft Flight Simulator, I was surprised that I have to do everything with this here, right? With the keyboard. <laughs> and and, and uh, actually, I... I I was a bit um, disappointed, right? Because it does take you a bit out of that immersion when you have to find your keyboard and you have to look, oh, what do I have to press now, right? What are your thoughts, um, Steve? Um, Absolutely. And I was quite surprised you even, you know, you highlighted that very, very quickly early on, Seb. And I'm, I'm impressed yeah. by that because even a lot of the flight simmers out there wasn't really that bothered by it. And I was perplexed by that because right? <laughs> there's one thing 
that the whole point of VR is that you are immersed in the environment you're in. And if you start using a mouse, it's like, what the hell? That just ruins it completely for me. And of course, every aircraft has a different cockpit, a different setup. So part of that experience is to be able to reach out and touch that switch there, that lever, mm -hmm. which in another aircraft will be there, be there, be different. So it's a physical experience, isn't it? And to be able to, and I, I think I realized that the very first time I went flying for real, and I was like, oh God, yeah, I've actually got to reach down there and switch that switch there, the valve for the, you know, the, the fuel pump and everything. It's all, it's all awkwardly down here. And to be able to replicate that in the physical space, is is just a huge deal now of course i think when they mean vr controllers i think they probably will I'm, I'm guessing anyway have the ability to be able to control the aircraft as well with your uh say touch controller which is kind of cool uh, mm. like uh aerofly does that and um x-plane as well it was way ahead of the game yeah they the all do that basically right yeah. all the vr um flight sims yeah and i've been trying the pimax 8kx out uh this last couple of weeks i need to get a video together of that uh using hand tracking with oh, dcs that is cool so wow. i'm actually using my own hands to flick yeah. the switches and it's just it's it's like experiencing vr again for the first time because it's just that extra piece of the puzzle so mm. i'm i'm kind of a bit kind of confused why it's taking this long for them to implement it but at least it's happening and that's yeah. kind of how i'm feeling about it right now yeah. that's good but yeah it's cool. do you do you think or do you know if everything will be able to be controlled with your controller or do, would you still have to peek to your to your keyboard and i don't know to do things well, you know what it's like. The thing is, with with a, a flight sim, it, they're very complex beasts, and it's only yeah. Probably you still have I, to go to the keyboard, I don't right? Know, I don't think so, though. I think uh, maybe for perhaps uh, if you haven't got uh, a yoke or a joystick, which you can sort of use to bind keys anyway, like the menu system and things like that, you might need to use your mouse a little bit for that. But I think really, I'm hoping that everything's going to be interactive, so that when you hover over, because they've already got that in the system already, Microsoft Flight Simulator. If you uh, hover over something with your mouse, it will highlight it and it will start okay. flashing. So mm -hmm. the, 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 the the kind of contact point is already there. All they need to do is change that mouse into a controller. So I think from a sort of development perspe perspective, it shouldn't be too difficult for them to implement all of the controls so that they, you can use them with a touch controller. Okay. Uh, hopefully anyway. Looking but, forward yeah. to that. Is Microsoft Flight Simulator your favorite sim right now? for, for flying? Absolutely. Okay. 100%. It really is. I, I use all the sims. But that one is just, I mean, there's nothing to con that touches it. If you think about the fact that you can fly over the entire world. Yeah, in that's crazy. Imagery, photogrammetry. Uh, you've got the weather. That's, uh, it's just not always completely exactly how it is out the window, but it behaves the same as you'd expect with moving frontal systems. Then you've got the mm -hmm. VR experience. Uh, you, you can travel anywhere in the world if you want to try and fly somewhere i went around ireland as you know on the motorbike recently yeah, right. first thing i did when i got back is do the entire route i did in vr and it wow. was just so damn cool so there's nothing else out there right now that uh, competes with that there just isn't but wow. I, i'm hoping there will be at some point i'm hoping explain 12 will give us something interesting to compete with uh, this behemoth of the thing but you know i think it's it is it's unmatched it's fantastic Nice. And Sparky Swen says the weather model is also the best in Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yes. Yeah. Sven, Sven is an avid supporter of my channel. It's good to have you here, mate. Thank you. And he's, he's, a, he's got his own little channel as well, bless him. So uh, he's, he's, he's uh, putting up some reviews and stuff cool. as well. So check his channel out. 
Great. But Steve, Steve, what you were saying about this keyboard that you're using for Microsoft Flight Simulator, but can't you buy, don't, don't you have an external like a HOTAS or something that would make oh, it yeah. much I mean, better? Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I have like, you know, all the geeky flight controls and stuff. I mean, I've got a replica Spitfire yoke and all sorts of things. So you wouldn't expect I, anything I, less. I, yeah, I'm, I'm a special case, really, to be honest, in many ways, more than one. So <laughs> I don't think for the, for the average user, they're just, just going to have a, a joystick, aren't they? So, but you, you, there's still plenty of buttons splattered all over each joystick that you can bind things like flap, things like that. But you won't need that because you'll have your controller and you'll be able to touch exactly where it is in the real cockpit. And that's, you know, if you sit in an airbus okay like a huge airliner and you go to uh, you know reach out to uh, put the landing gear down you're gonna be doing this going like there over there but if it's a cessna it's just there and just that feeling of presence yeah it's that, better it's just huge yeah rather makes, than just a poxy mouse makes sense mm. Kalle, are you a fan of flight simulators or well, are you too busy? You're too busy like making <laughs> games, right? You don't have time to play so much. That's true, but I, I really love uh, racing games, um, like ah. Dirt Rally 2, for example. And I may or may not have one of these crazy chairs, you know, like <laughs> oh, a, a yeah. motion so, Oh, really? Of course, I also play stuff like Star Wars uh, <laughs> on it, and uh, I really love it. So I also got a hotel and stuff. But um, yeah, I think for Flight Simulator, I probably need two or three more computers with it. Okay. With the 3090, so right, right. yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten around to trying it, but I I'd love to. It it really looks awesome. Oh, oh probably jealous! Wow. I'd love to try I, one of those. Oh yeah, me too. I also <laughs> want to have this kind of like um, seat, like like the yaw two, for example, or something like this. Yeah, yeah I need to get excuse uh, excuse my kitty. I'm not looking for attention, but he's getting really lonely. If I don't, he's yeah, a weird no cat. He just he, like he starts him. crying. He <laughs> he starts crying. Like, He starts crying because he, he thinks that I just don't, um, you know, don't pay any attention to him. That's why he's not a biggest fan of VR because right. I don't pay attention to oh, him. And sometimes I tap on him. Yeah, it's so funny. The, the way my dogs look at me, I was I was playing uh, your game, actually, um, Kelly. I'm saying your Kelly. name wrong. Yeah, Kelly. yeah. Kelly. Um, I'll get yeah. it right, honestly, I promise. No problem. <laughs> um, I was, you know, in the living room and I could just, I went into pass-through mode just for a second and they were all staring at me like this. Going, what are you doing? So, <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> so hilarious. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, cat and dog content is always great. <laughs> so Yeah, not? just giving him a little bit of attention. He's not, he's like a cat. He's like a dog in a cat's body. He always wants to be with me and um, he doesn't need alone time. It has no boundaries. So it's, it's weird. <laughs> but he's just feeling a little bit lonely. So, but just no getting problems. back to the sim again, just quickly, just to you know reiterate the point that Asobo really need to pull the finger out on this because at the moment I'm getting a bit frustrated with them because their their update process is so messy. They'll uh, sort of uh, fix so many different things and then break more things as well. So it's okay. kind of uh, I really hope they get this right. It's so important because they've kind of forgotten about VR a little bit since it uh, was implemented quite a while mm -hmm. ago now. So yeah, we're, we're expecting a lot, Sobo. So please don't disappoint us. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, well, uh, this this game is so massive or this simulation is so massive. Huge. If you change something there, then probably something else won't work right. So yeah, let's hope they get it done. But it's good that there's going to be VR support. So I think yeah, it can just be a good thing. Let's hope. Yeah, I'll I'm just, super excited. Yeah. I'll just tell you this. I will play uh, this game a lot more if it has controller support. 
Yeah, like, okay. It is. Cool. It is. I'd going love to, make to see you do a video of this. That'd be brilliant. Because some, you know, it's not all difficult. Like you can, you can literally like these discovery flights, and you can just click on a discovery flight. They'll, you'll have some lovely music playing in the background, and you just sat there. You just control the aircraft and look around and tour a city. I was doing that in yeah. Berlin, funny enough, actually. Oh, which wow, is, that's good. Which is photogrammetry, and it looks absolutely stunning. Mm, it's nice. such a great way to relax. It doesn't have well, to be serious. My husband is actually a big fan of Microsoft Flight Sim. Like he got really nerdy about it. He's like, oh yeah. Every time we fly somewhere, he's like, oh, he's doing this and that now. I know it because I played Flight Sim. So he knows all of that. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, so maybe he will help me out a little bit because it is. it does need a little bit of uh, like learning to to be more comfortable with it does it's them. very daunting to start with but it's very mm -hmm. rewarding as well uh and to, to actually fly a plane that the, the kind of the simple things are easy to grasp it's just you know getting <coughs> used to the whole program in fact actually i do think asobo has made it quite difficult i think x plane's easier to understand than the mm -hmm. microsoft flight simulator if i'm honest or aerofly oh. fs2 that's an amazing sim by the way if, if anyone who wants to try flight sims for the first time try aerofly fs2 it's it's sort of, uh, it's not too arcadey, but it's certainly not hardcore either. And it runs pretty much at 90 frames per second on yeah, you know, pretty mid-range mid uh, computers as well. So uh, I'd hugely recommend that. If, and just, mm -hmm. just wait till it goes on sale because it goes on sale every other month. So yeah. Great. definitely. Yeah. yeah, so and if um, you want to know more about flight sims, check out VR Flight Sim Guy. <laughs> <laughs> he has a whole channel about it and it's really good. Obsessed with it. Obsessed. Yeah, obsessed, obsession, great. <laughs> All right, next topic. Next topic that we're going to talk about is Apple. So Apple had the big event, the Apple event um, 2021. And what did we hear about VR and AR? Nothing, of course, nothing. I watched the whole show because I was hoping for something, but I had to learn about the Apple, <laughs> the Apple iPhone 13. Pro, Max, and all these, all these um, phones. <laughs> I know everything about them now, but nothing about VR and AR from Apple. Anyways, still, there, there, are no, there are new rumors about the Apple VR headset that is supposedly going to come out next year, in 2022. And the, the rumors are that, there's, that Apple is now checking new super, super high-resolution micro OLED displays for this headset. So micro OLED, why? Because, well, it seems like Apple wants to make like a super, super light glasses, very, very light glasses. And then these micro OLEDs would fit into that, into that very well. And these micro OLEDs that Apple is going to check out, they have 3,000 pixels per inch so super super extremely so high. extremely high resolution that would be crazy so i guess there's not going to be any screen door effect if this is actually true if if this rumor is true another rumor is and this rumor we heard from the information and the information reports that actually the headset is not going to be a standalone headset. Until now, we did have quite a few. Um, we did have quite a few rumors about this being a standalone headset. But now we have heard that actually, if you want to enjoy all the capabilities of this, you might need to have an external um, computing unit, like for example, an iPhone or an iPad. Interesting. So. New rumors, and I would like to 
ask Tatiana, what are your thoughts about these, about the Apple VR headset? Do you believe that it's going to come out next year? And what do you think? Do you think it's going to be standalone or would it make more sense to couple this to, with the iPhone? What are your thoughts about it? Um, no, I don't believe it's going to come out next year. I know the rumors are saying that they might. Um, I really don't think that it's going to be possible because at least based on these rumors, which are, again, we can't take them for for what they are, like take them with a grain of salt. But if they are ordering these three um, thousand, thousand PPI, PPI yeah. yeah, this kind of technology, if I understood it right, they are ordering these sample of this technology that they could potentially use to create the display and it will take them a while to s figure it out if it's going to work or not mm -hmm. that they will need to find a way to mass produce it and that alone can take a year so to be honest i think we'll be lucky if we get it by the end of the year but it's most probably going to be 2023 and um yeah i don't know if, if you agree with me on that or not but i wouldn't <laughs> Keep your hopes high because there is a reason why they didn't mention anything about this VR set on this event because okay. there's nothing to say yet. And because they know <laughs> that they are not going to release it before the next Apple event. All right. Okay. Well, I, I really I really have no idea. From, from Apple, they can surprise us. You know, there's always rumors about some stuff and then they still surprise us. And, you know, for Apple... They, they normally would do something like, you know what, this is our new device, and you know what, you can buy it next week. Something like this. <laughs> and I believe they would do it the same way as well. So I'm, I'm not so surprised that they didn't talk about this, this device now and that they would say, okay, we're working on this now, but you have to wait for a year for this to come out. That doesn't feel like Apple. For them, it's more like, okay, this is our new device, it's freaking amazing, and you can buy it now. And you know, I actually think that is the great thing about Apple. When they show something, you can buy it now. And that's what we want, right? We, we don't like this kind of thing. Like, okay, you can pre-order it. And then you have to wait for month and month, like for the G2, which is a great device. But this, this, but long, waiting, this long waiting time, it, it, it was very bad for lots of people. No, but it wasn't months. It wasn't months and months. But they still didn't start selling everything like all these devices that they uh showcase in the apple connect immediately that they weren't available they had to people had to wait i think around a week or uh, several days before they could buy them so it's not yeah it's still like it's close. okay a week it's a week yeah. a week is okay <laughs> yeah but i really think that they are they just okay. know that it's going to be closer to the next like next apple connect okay so there's a chance they will release it at the end of 2022 but i would could be, be happy if it happened yeah, i would love it obviously yeah <laughs> okay cool Kale, what are your thoughts about apple do you think they will join the game obviously i think we all think they will but when and are you excited about it do you think they could make a big, big splash well i definitely watched the show to find out you know and i was surprised again how well they are selling stuff you know i mean oh, i don't have an right. iphone and I don't know about all these specs, but you watch these videos and speeches and you think, I gotta buy this right now. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. I'm an so, Android guy, and, but I thought like, okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> exactly. And I'm thinking if they have uh, a VR or AR device, you know, uh, or both in one, uh, which would be probably the best, um, then people will buy it, you know, and this is the, the breakthrough because they can sell something like this for $1,500 and everybody will buy it because they can sell it so well and people will know it will be awesome, you know, so right. I'm really hoping it will come and 
rather sooner than later. But um, as Tatiana said, you know, the other thing is all hardware companies are struggling with manufacturing at the moment, you know, because they can't get the parts. And of course, Apple is doing their own chips now. So maybe they even they buy can, an OLED they can, or, or build an OLED factory, you know, but then right. we will know about it because you can't build a factory and nobody knows anything. So, Right, right. Uh, but I also believe that, well, they are the one company that will get the parts. And all these Definitely. smaller ones, they will not get them because Apple gets yeah. them, of course. So, yeah. So, but, but, but do you think that an Apple VR or AR device would make a big splash? Yeah, the biggest. I mean, it would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, like it would yeah, be right. an instant breakthrough, you know. But but still, that's why I'm I'm always I don't want to be disappointed, you know. So I'm always playing it down. I think ah no, it probably it's just a rumor, you know. They okay. won't make it because it would be so awesome if they did that. Yeah, I would just I don't know. <laughs> and and <laughs> you know, out. yeah, right. And you know what? If the rumor is true, and if you would need an iPhone in order to really get the most of it. Uh, in my opinion, it makes sense because people like me, like I'm not the iPhone guy, but I would buy an iPhone just to use that device. And um, St Steve, how about you? Are you an I'm iPhone just, guy? I'm, no, not at all. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm surprised you said that, Seb, actually, with your, your Facebook problem. I think. I'm surprised that you Why? would actually go the, the Apple route as well because I think that's kind of how, what they're doing here, isn't it? You, you won't be able to use this VR headset or specs. So whatever it is, uh, with, without the actual phone. So, but I, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe but they are, they are such they are such a bit different company than Facebook, right? For for Apple, it's about privacy, and then they are a hardware company. They are not making their money by yes. selling out your data. Yeah, but so I don't that's for, that's why it's a huge difference. Yes. I don't like the fact that you'll have to. Well, I'm guessing you might have to have an Apple phone to use those glasses that's mm -hmm. that's pretty crap I, I, and right, right. I would be out straight away just because of that situation Got well, it. personally right so I agree with Sebastian at this because yes there's a very high chance we will need like a tether device wirelessly wirelessly tethered an iPhone mm -hmm. or an yes. Apple but like you said it's it's a hardware company It's the biggest company right now that I probably could trust with the data yes. because they're not in the data business. And even if it was, I think someone in the chat said Samsung. Samsung, they would, what, they are closely knit, tight knit with Google, and then Google does the same thing that Facebook does, and I don't trust Absolutely. it Absolutely. Absolutely, you're totally right. <laughs> you're totally right. I switch to uh, iPhone. Like, I think I have to switch too. I really have to, I think I have to do it. No, I wouldn't. And now there's this cool cinematic mode where you can make really nice videos with the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, just anyways, a bit right? of software they could easily make it configurable <laughs> for the android if they wanted to and then sell those more but if they're gonna you know yeah of course it's the wall the walled garden target. stuff that's also not great obviously right of, yes. obviously they want to keep you in that walled garden and make money actually that's that's of Ray course actually made the ray-ban trailer using the iMovies <laughs> <laughs> okay cool good to know yeah right and here aquatic borealis also says i switched to iPhone partly for privacy reasons. Yeah, mm -hmm. makes sense. Uh, really, this is really, really like a big point for me and probably have to do it too. Anyways, <laughs> um, Steve, are you kind of looking forward to, to, the, to the Apple VR glasses or you don't care about it at all? From my point of view, I think Apple releasing something like this is massive for the VR industry. Agreed, agreed. So whether agreed. I... You know, want one or like it is completely irrelevant, really. It's just yes. I hope it happens because it, this is what we need right now is something like this to happen. So, 
but I just I I don't like the whole. I mean, I've never had an iPhone. They're probably brilliant. I'm, I'm an Android guy, but it doesn't really matter what phone you use. But I don't like the fact that I will have to buy. It's a bit like the PSVR thing. Like, I don't. Yeah, want we're to not use... sure yet. We're not sure yet. Actually, the article says it should, it should yeah. have like standalone capabilities. But if you want to use the full capabilities, okay, then there is okay. a then you have like a, a, a unit. They would like if it's um, going to be so expensive, you're going to want to use the full capabilities yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think of... there's going to be any useful capabilities there if you yeah. don't no. connect it to an Apple device. You're right. I don't like yeah, that being <laughs> forced right. down that hole. I don't. I don't want to be forced down a particular ecosystem like that or a particular product. I don't. I don't like that personally. I, yeah, I, you I don't like be... that, but you still bought the Quest Two. Oh hell yeah! I've also got the <laughs> HP Reverb. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, all right, you know. right. So the thing if, is, the I believe Quest you... is is just a standalone headset. I don't need anything else to run it. I just okay, it's a three hundred pound okay. headset. I got it. I got and it. And a free Facebook login, and that's it. Really, right, right. I, you know, I, I don't have a problem with personally, but hey. <laughs> <you know. laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, let's see. Let's see how great it's going to be. Probably it's going to make you want to buy an iPhone. Who knows? We 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 have basically no it's idea right now. It's got to be amazing. That's for sure. I think so Even too. Then. I think so too. <laughs> I'm already like putting my money aside. Like this is Apple VR funds oh, for whenever. Really? I hope it's not going to cost three thousand dollars though. That oh, would be it like might. it might. It, it might, might as well. I won't cost. be able to resist. Yeah, me neither. Obviously, I will. I will buy that directly. I imagine there'll, there'll be some sort of contract deal where you buy the latest iPhone and you get these glasses Could be. for half price or something. That's what they'll do. Could and then be. I'll be really annoyed because I'll be like, damn it, that's really tempting, even for me. But. And you sell your organs to afford it. Just, Let's yeah. see what happens. Okay, yeah, looking forward to that as well, obviously. Now let's talk about another company that also wants to go into smart glasses, and that is Xiaomi, the Chinese um, huge company. It's a huge company, actually, in China, and they're also making big waves in the West. They're selling their phones in the West. I'm not sure about the States. Probably too, right? You can buy Xiaomi phones probably too in the States. Here in uh, Europe, they're getting like lots of market share right now, actually. They are like really cheap and very good phones, the Xiaomi phones. And now they also want to go into smart glasses. And let me show you that on Road to VR. Here we go. So Xiaomi teases a smart glass concept with micro LED display and five megapixel camera. And well, these glasses, they don't quite look as cool as the Ray-Bans, right? But they are also still acceptable. They are not this kind of huge glasses like the HoloLens. And they do use um, the waveguide technology to show a monochromatic picture in one part of the eye. They also have a camera and they have more functionality as compared to the Ray-Bans. The Ray-Bans that um, Tatiana showed us, they can only record and have audio, right? But these can actually show you things and, and show you things in your, in your view. <clears throat> and to show you that, let's have a look at the trailer for that. And let me just load the trailer here. And let's have a look at the trailer. So they are technically AR. Glasses. They are they are AR glasses, right? Let me let, let's have a look at the trailer together now. Someday in the future, smartphones may become a thing of the past. Imagine every smartphone function integrated into what you wear. Today, 
we're introducing Xiaomi's first pair of smart eyewear. Calling, viewing, navigating, camera, all integrated in a pair of glasses. Xiaomi Smart Glasses use optical waveguide technology for lens display capabilities. At its core is a 0.13-inch micro-LED display, smaller than a grain of rice. Light output is as high as 2 million nits. Through reflection and diffusion of the optical waveguide lens, a much larger display is offered to the eye. View notification. Phone calls. HUD navigation. Translate the menu. Okay, translating the menu. <laughs> and take photos. It was said, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Xiaomi Smart Glasses uses an engineering mindset to create a future viewpoint. Right, Xiaomi smart glasses, not bad, right? What do you think about it? I like it. <laughs> yeah, right? I like it. I like it so much better than what I have. Maybe not in the design, but they can always change the design. But what? It has GPS navigator. It has the, uh, like the display built in. I mean, you can re right. really do so much more, but more importantly, I, it has I mean, functionality. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I need to read more about this because I don't know yet how the account will work. I, it looked like it's still connected. Obviously. Yeah, it looks like it's still connected to your phone, but it does. it's not a social media kind of put. Uh, yeah, it's not social media based. So, you know, what kind of data policies they have, this will have to be uh, discovered. But... It, it, that's a very good point because, well, Xiaomi is a Chinese company and, well, do you want to give your data to Facebook or to China? You know, yeah. you're right, right, right. <laughs> there is like, but, but we do get more with this. We get a lot more. Yes, let's just talk about the functionality. Yes, yeah, so right, the cameras right. looks the same. I haven't, you know, but but the whole fact that it's connected to the internet, you can check out your your messages and translate menus. <laughs> I don't know how accurate yeah, that would that work. I but loved it, was, it. It was impressive. Impressive. Yeah, exactly. I also like this part. What are your thoughts, Color, about this particular headset? Well, I mean, AR is definitely the future. I guess you know it will be super awesome when it really works as we imagine. And of course, this looks much more useful uh, than the Ray-Ban glasses, even though they don't look as cool. Um, but right. what I always wonder about is I have the feeling that it would be much better for AR in the first phases if they had uh, the display on the outsides, you know, if, if the information is, is more on the edges of, of the image. But it's always like in the center. And I, right. I tried the Unreal glasses like only for five minutes, so I can't really do it justice but i thought what what am i going to do with this you know sure i can watch a youtube video but this is like in front of right. my face you know right so um yeah having navigation and stuff like this would make more sense to me on the outside but i guess the first steps of of ar will be hard so uh, big props for the company of of trying to push it forward you know 
Right. For for this Xiaomi smart glasses, actually, there's only one display on one eye, I believe the right eye. So with the left eye, you can still see the road. <laughs> Don't worry that <laughs> your whole view is blocked now by that green light. But yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, Steve, what are your thoughts when you saw the trailer? I, all I was thinking about was like using it for one of my, my, my on my motorbike, basically, as actual grass. Oh, yeah. Plastic. Oh, yeah. That uh, is a good idea. That would be amazing, like a heads-up display. I'd feel like a proper fighter pilot. It'd be so geeky. It'd be brilliant. Um, yeah, like the <laughs> Apache pilots actually only use one eye to fly the aircraft, and then they mm -hmm. have another uh, sort of AR device over the top of uh, one eye to actually have all the information. So it's kind of similar uh, sort of thing in that respect. Can you process uh, it at the same time like that, or do you have to like do this kind of thing? <laughs> I, well, yeah, I guess it depends. If I come home alive, then obviously I'm, you know it's, it's all right. But no, I think uh, for, for that, for me personally, I, I, I would love to try one. I've never tried any of these sort of AR glasses, so I would love to give one a go. Really, so I can't really comment on whether it's something I would use a lot. But uh, mm. but yeah, it, 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 it's definitely the technology is is there, and it's. Um, It's beginning. It's, it's starting to become more. Well, I don't know. I think. I mean, what will what would it be like in say ten years' time? Will this be something that when ten years for sure? Sit, yeah, I think in ten years, bus, everyone will have it from have us. Glasses on, and they're going to be everyone. It's it's giving you it's giving us superpowers, basically, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm sure in ten years, if you don't have these kind of glasses, it's just as if you are in 2021 and you don't have a smartphone. I have could just see me yeah. now sat on a bus going kind of looking all yeah, yeah, yeah. with their glasses. What to do? I mean, what do we do without <laughs> our smartphones right now? Have, right? Have guys, I do everything on my smartphone. Yeah, you're I, right. It could be a cliche, but have you watched Black Mirror? <laughs> yes, yeah, I yeah, did. So, I watched them all. Yeah, glasses, 10 years, right? But then 30 years, contact lenses. Oh, for sure. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely agreed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also like these uh, Xiaomi smart glasses better than the than the Ray Bans, obviously, because there's more functionality. And you know, I love that functionality of being able to translate stuff. So your your the the smart glasses simply see what you see, and you you cannot read it because it's in I don't know Korean or whatever. And then it shows you that overlay, and that actually works so well with Google Lens. You know, you have it on your smartphone probably, Google Lens, you point it at some at, at, at some menu. I, I was just recently in Spain and I was in a tapas bar and I had no idea what it means. I pointed my phone at it, clicked on Google Lens and I had the English overlay overlaid no over that menu. And I thought like, all right, I'm living in the future here. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. It's so good. It's so, it's so fantastic. It works so well. And, and, it, and then I could order this stuff. It was and it so even good. integrates seamlessly. Like it, it's like a chameleon. Like it, uh, uh, it can detect like the background color, the font. It tries exactly. to imitate it. It's crazy. Like I would it be is, okay if it didn't do that. If it just translated, I'd be fine. Right. But, but it, like, it looks, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it does it. <laughs> it. It does the magic thing. It does the magic thing, and it was amazing. And to have that functionality in your headset, you don't even have to point it there, but it just does it. Wow, I think that's just such a cool use case. Yeah, so we're definitely when, um, at when? the beginning of something. <laughs> yeah, when, when. It's it's just a concept here. They, they didn't say when exactly it's going to come out. They didn't say how expensive it's going to be. But it actually, it looked very feasible. You know, they don't trying to do too many things here. It's just a monochrome display. It seems to be absolutely feasible, exactly how they showed it in that concept. Mm, and I so, I, yeah, and I think I they could they, do it. 
and I hope they take their time. Like, I really hope that they do. I hope they take mm-hmm. their time and really master those things and don't deliver something that's half-baked and underprepared right. and overpriced. I would, I'm okay with that. Like, just tease me with the, with the trailers, with everything that will be. <laughs> I'll be just like sitting, yes. And then when it it's comes, come. then, okay, then I will see the final product. But just, right. I just hope that they're not going to rush it. That's my only concern. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think like this kind of technology, they have already been working on it for quite a while. And how they showed here, they could bring it out. They could make it happen. I would love it if they make it happen and if it works just as good as in that beautiful trailer. But trailers are sometimes also just trailers. <laughs> can, can I ask, for, for an AR-spec newbie like me, I've never tried one. What was it like for you guys? Because you've, you've, you've both now, Tatiana and Sebastian, I don't know whether, uh, whether you've tried one yet, but what was it like the first time you put what the glasses on and try it? Was it like, oh my god, this is amazing? Was it like a yes. mind blowing experience? For what me, was actually, it like? was for me, actually, was uh, I was trying the Magic Leap, and actually, the Magic Leap is good, but it doesn't have a big FOV. But they have kind of like hidden that; it was not so obvious. And I was just looking around the room, and yeah, things were happening, and uh, things were interacting with the physical room, and it was really magic. Yeah, yeah, it, it is going to be I, amazing. I, I need think. that moment for me to be you really will. excited about this. I think you I have to, to. You have to come to the MRTV headquarter. I, I have will. them all. I definitely will. S- Steve, I'm actually <laughs> with you because these are not AR glasses. Like when you put them on, there are no displays; they're just regular lenses. So oh, they, they look, look so look good, cool. the Ray-Bans. <laughs> they look so good. <laughs> I'm just getting to you enter the podcast like this every time (laughs) are they on right now could you record right now um well i would need to that'd be cool to record it and then we could like play it back i just i want just want to see that 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 white light let color say something (laughs) and then i will i will work on it (laughs) okay Okay. well i i tried the hololens one once uh when it was like 2015 or something like this or 2016 and I, I have to say I was really underwhelmed but that was probably because the demo case was really bad because I was just uh, like yeah in the office and uh, the the app showed a car in the office you know but but the field of view was only was, like this yeah, yeah. you know and the, the car was much one... too big and you could only right, see, right. see such a small part of the car in this office in the small office and yeah then I tried the the Unreal like a couple of months ago and I also thought yeah well it's it's Color, colorful it's bright you know it's not it's not bad but still it's, it's so small this area i can i can see the stuff you know and so i still i still think it takes maybe three more years until something like the xiaomi will really work <laughs> well okay. enough let's see okay tatiana she's wearing them right now are you recording <laughs> are you right recording? now are you recording us now no 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 not yet but i want okay. to demostrate the light that it will start <laughs> like i will come a little bit closer to the camera so yeah, right, right now i'm not recording and okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. That's really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we can see it, but but it, on a, it. It looks like a torch you, or something. If you would see you like this in in the sun, I would probably think it's some kind of reflection from the sun or something. You would think that it's either a reflection or it's some kind of a gem. Like yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, exactly. This, this this would be like a cool, nice gemstone. If it yeah. was red, it would be different. And then, uh, yes, and then it's just going to stop in 30 seconds. It's picking okay. up my voice because the microphone is pretty good. And it stopped. Here you go. Oh, wow, yeah. Okay, wow. yeah. Okay. And then we can also take a picture. So it's easier to record than to take a picture because to record, you just have to click it once. And it's always easier than to press something 
for a couple of seconds. Okay. Right, so they right. actually made it more accessible. It's almost like they for encourage video. people to record rather than just take static pictures. Which, of course, more information yeah. for Facebook, no question about it. So, fix your time from MRTV. <laughs> yeah. MRTV podcast. Hello. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, the All people right. who are watching this right now, you've just been recorded, yeah. <laughs> okay, and, and we even told you about Disclaimer. it. Yes. Disclaimer. Yes, we are that honest. <laughs> we are that honest, exactly. Okay, so Xiaomi is getting into the game. Look forward, what's going to happen? Let's get to our next topic before we're going to find out everything about Rainbow Reactor Fusion. So now we're going to talk about new rumors of the Quest 2 Pro. So, in the latest. Oh no, not the latest anymore. In the version 32 of the software, of the Quest software, there were some kind of hints and some kind of code was found that would let us believe that the Quest Pro is actually a thing and that there is also face and eye tracking included in the Quest Pro. Not a big um, not a not a huge surprise for us. Or were you or were you surprised, Tatiana, when you heard about this? No, not at all. I was maybe just like, oh, okay, things go as planned. <laughs> we all knew <laughs> You're right, going. exactly. To be fair, I was concerned. <laughs> I would be concerned if we didn't get these rumors at some point because we all mm. want hand tracking. We all want face tracking. Well, for some people, it's a love and hate relationship because do we really want our face and our eyes to be tracked? We talked about ads. We talked about collecting all. I don't want eye tracking from Facebook. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> but face recognition and face tracking is a great thing for social VR, and I recognize Absolutely. that it's going to really step up all these social apps for collaboration, for entertainment, and just socialization. It's going to be fantastic. And of course, you know, Facebook and Oculus Two is already so much ahead of the game with the hand tracking. It's it's really brilliant. And to improve it and make it even better, oh my gosh. So yeah. the they social might, thing's gonna be amazing. Agreed. They mentioned I think they mentioned getting rid of con not getting rid of controllers, but saying that hand tracking will be able to function like controllers. Um so right now we kind of do that, but it's still very limiting with the things you can do. So if you can do literally everything with your hands that you can with controllers, then it's a huge step in the right direction. Okay, but some but, games but, I would still need controllers. Yeah, I want to have the gun in my hand. I, I don't yes. want to do this, right? I, I want to feel the gun. Yes, <laughs> and that's why I really hope that they're not going to get rid of them. No, like, I don't think so. They will bring hand tracking to that level, but keep our controllers. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Kalle, what are your thoughts? We are both sit Germans, and we are very concerned about our privacy, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I guess if you if you're really into the metaverse and and things like VR chat and stuff like this, you're probably not that concerned, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I guess it's really up to the users. And um, I mean, I personally would rather have if there is a Quest Pro, I'd rather like to have one of the Quest One features back, you know, for example, the OLED. Um, okay. And also, I like okay. the old controllers better and stuff like this. So. Okay. Um, but I'm really interested in, in what it will have in the end, you know, and what the feature set will be. And I think, of course, every improvement and every step ahead is is interesting, you know, and then we can look at the fine print when it's when it's there, you know. Yeah, but people won't do it. You know, I thought people would be concerned about the Facebook forced Facebook login because I just think it's still terrible. But people are not because it's so cheap and so good. 
right? So uh, it's going to be the same thing here. It's going to be incredibly cheap. It's going to be incredible in general in terms of the technology. It's going to probably give you foveated rendering so that the XR2 chipset can even do more, right? Because it doesn't have to render the whole picture, all kind of things. And it's going to give us better social. So everything is better, and they can probably give it to an amazing price because, again... Sorry, guys, you will be the product. You'll be the product even more with even more with eye tracking, even more with eye tracking because they can get so much data that they can sell. So I simply want to make that clear here, at least uh, uh, as a YouTuber, as one of the few YouTubers that would say that out loud, that this is going to be this is going to be really bad. <laughs> really? Because well, you are going to be the be product. Hand tracking, hand tracking won't be. Hopefully, hand, they aren't going to track tra yeah. things we yeah. touch in VR. Right, right. But but honestly, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Just just eye tracking. It just makes so much sense. Not just for VR, but especially for Facebook, who are a data company, right? So so it makes so much sense. There's no. I had no question whatsoever that that um, eye tracking would be in the Quest 2 Pro. I had no really absolutely uh, no doubts about it. Yeah, but I think most people won't care. But um, but but um, Steve, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I know what you're saying. There is a limit, even for me. At the moment, I don't care that I've got a <laughs> Facebook login to use my right, Quest right. to play what, you know, Saints and Sinners or whatever. But when it comes to eye tracking and perhaps even adverts, when it start, you know, this, the algorithms start going crazy when I'm looking at a certain area more than or five seconds more than this and all those clever sort of, uh, you know, it, it works out what, what I like and what I don't like. And I think really, it's for me, it's the adverts that bother me the most. I think if they start appearing in VR, particularly um, with, I just uh, yeah, that's because that's, that, it's intrusive. I don't really care if they have a little bit of data off me for an amazingly priced headset, which I don't really mind that so much, believe it or not. But, you know, when it comes to adverts and stuff like that, where it breaks the immersion factor for me, that's where I don't like. And I think they're going to go that way very soon. Um, particularly with eye tracking yeah. as well, you know, looking at certain adverts and things. But it's going to be another, it's going to be an even better headset than your Quest 2 that you love. And it's going to, it's going to be better. Um, Steve. Well, for, for, for me personally, there's no way I'm going to buy another Quest. I think what I've got now yes, is of course you will buy it. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Yes, I, yes. I you will buy it. Absolutely not. But, I will case. also buy it. It's actually become really <laughs> quiet in the VR area, uh, in the Quest 2 area of ads, adding us to apps and all of those rumors. And, okay. Yeah, it's, it's become really quiet, quiet, by it's the way. It's gone a bit wrong, isn't it, for them at the moment? Yeah. So they're probably um, trying to find another way around it. But, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen for sure, but they have just done it in the wrong way now. I wonder Last what time. they're plotting. Yeah, they will just, they will for sure, they will for sure do it. So you know what, again, like I would be fine with it if it was more transparent, you know, if they would do like, okay, you know what, the Quest 2 Pro is so cheap because we're using your data for all these kind of things. And this is the cheap Quest 2 Pro that is like supported by ads. But here's another version, the Quest 2 Pro that is not supported by ads where we don't take your data and that costs $200 more or $150 more. Like this would be so great and I would stop talking about it. You know, I would say, okay, great. Please Facebook this is, do it. <laughs> this, is, this is transparent. This is transparent. You have your choice. Uh, you can go for the more expensive one if you're not fine with Facebook, forced Facebook login. If you're not, not fine with taking your data and where you look at, go for that one. If you go for the cheaper one, 
then, okay, we tell you now, this cheap price is only made possible because we record your data and we're going to use it in order to make you the product and sell advertisements. I would stop talking about this point and we could all be happy. Well, <laughs> but know? they don't want to lose that money. I'm sure that they are making a lot more than 150 or 200 dollars. Yeah, of per course, person. you're right. You're so right. they are not. Yeah. They, I don't think they are even considering that option because they're just not open to that, and they yeah, believe right. that there are way more people that don't care about it. Of course, they, you're right. Noise. So <laughs> they will. They will simply not do that because you're they right. have no incentive to do that. You're right. Ah, damn. So I have to keep on <laughs> doing what I do. You're right. You know, they're a private company. They're selling a product. So it's always a customer's, you know, decision to buy that product. And Facebook, as painful as it is, they're not obliged to create, a, 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 you know, social media kind of uh, unconnected device because right. that's the decisions that the it's company what they makes. Do. And then customers yeah. make the decision to buy Absolutely it and then agreed. comply with all that. Whether or not they are transparent enough about everything they do, that's a different question. Yeah. But that's an interesting question. That, yeah, but the fact that we don't see the device that is not connected, you know, that is completely separate, that's... That's just what they decided, and nobody can dictate them what to no, do. No, you're absolutely right. And if I was the company, I would do the same thing because data is would in that moment be my business model. So f f it makes total sense. Everything makes absolutely sense. And from the company perspective, everything is like totally genius how they do it, <laughs> right? So yeah. Anyways, evil genius. <laughs> it's it's an it's evil genius. It's it's wow. It's incredible actually. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. All right. Yeah. So that's going to happen. Quest 2 Pro um, going to most probably come out with eye tracking and face tracking. Actually, this is going to be fantastic, right, for for the horizon, for the Facebook horizon. When you meet others and then their facial expressions are perfectly rendered in VR. Wow. Like this part is going to be so cool. That's for sure. Anyways, now let's keep on talking about... The Quest, because there's a new game out there for The Quest. And this game is called Rainbow Reactor Fusion. And we're so happy to have Kalle here from Berlin in Germany. And Kalle, tell us about your game. Tell us everything about it. Tell us what is it about for all the people who don't know yet about um, Rainbow Reactor Fusion. Yeah, I mean, we started out with this game in um, 2017, actually, you know, when my uh, colleague and buddy Tom got our first VR headsets. You know, he got the HTC Vive and I got the PSVR <laughs> and we were totally blown away by it. I mean, we've been gamers all our lives and collect uh, retro consoles and stuff like this, but we thought, wow, I mean, uh, that's that's crazy, you know, and, and we also work in the film business and do, yeah, creative <laughs> computer stuff there anyway. So we thought, yeah, wow, we got to try and make something of Even our for own. the Marvel movies, right? You've been working on Yes, Tom is really working on, on yeah, all these uh, Black Panther and wow. uh, Captain Marvel and stuff like this. So, yeah, um, and he's also our creative director, you know, so then he started to build this crazy factory, you know, and I, I said, well, let's start with a simple game. Let's just take this mobile idea uh, where you have to match uh, three colored balls and then they will disappear because I thought this will be great in VR, you know, if you physically have to 
grab these balls and throw them, this will be a totally different uh, ball game, literally. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> totally different yeah. ball game. And then he came up with this super huge, incredibly detailed uh, Art Deco cyberpunk crossover environment. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. You know, that looks looks so great. We, we would have to have a story, you know, that explains why why this is happening. And then uh, I came up with this idea of, of clean energy of the future, which is uh, created by playing these match three uh, color balls and, and making them create a fusion you know so they deliver the energy into the reactor okay and yeah that, that was rainbow reactor and it came out in early 2019 as a steam so, game i i have some um audio problems right now is it am i the only one i have i hear no, some crazy here as well yeah okay but okay, now it's no. gone um Kalle, okay. what was it oh, was it you <laughs> i'm not sure it cannot be your mic is it yeah is there some problem with your mic because now uh, it, uh, Say something. Doesn't, doesn't look like it. Oh, but yeah, when you say something, it's you. Oh no. Yeah, it's, it's like. Oh, uh, it you know was what? working fine before that. Maybe it just like, exactly. disconnect, reconnect yeah, again. It should be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, it's your phone. You know what? In the meantime, we're going to have a look at the trailer of Rainbow Reactor Fusion, which is out now on Quest. So let's check this out. Previously on Rainbow Reactor. Humans are responsible for running the rainbow reactor into the ground. So, I hope you can fix that, human. You can clean up all this rock. Do it now. Turn up the valves. Turn on the power. Crank this out of the way and get to work. Throw those balls into the cooling pool. Mix green. Now yellow. Okay. And don't mess this up. We put all these crates here. Flush the chroma fuels. Just blow them away. That looks like sabotage. Look at this nasty fall. You will probably die. The heat is on, as they say. Kill it with fire. Rainbow Reactor Fusion! Not bad for a human. <laughs> Not bad for a human. Color. Yeah. Yeah, okay, now it works perfect. Yeah, How's great. It is it any better? It, it sounds great now. Yeah, it sounds much better. Yeah, so, okay. So this is like... Um, Actually, I know Rainbow Reactor Fusion from before. No, it was called Rainbow Reactor, just like this. And it's a beautiful and very relaxed game where you, where you would throw the balls with your hand, right, physically, in order to have some mat uh, some matching. And th that's so relaxing and I think perfect for players who are new to VR, right? Yes, exactly. We also thought it would be a cool demoing game. And yeah, but this was like we started in 2017. And of course, there's now lots of other games. And this was also, I think... Um, yeah, what what caused uh, a rejection when we first submitted a, a pitch to Oculus if we could release the game on the Quest, you know, because back then before there was App Lab, you had to um, yeah make a pitch like a document where you explained what the game was about, and um, yeah we were even able to show the Steam version um, back then, and yeah, but they just said yeah thank you for your interest, you know, but uh, we're not interested so. Um, it's super hard to get into the Quest store, I believe, exactly. right? It's and, extremely and no, hard. No developer knew why their pitches were rejected, you know, so that was a thing where many people complained, you know, because they said, yeah, well, can't you at least tell us what we have to do differently, you know, and, and they didn't do that. 
Um, yeah, but so then, you had no idea. Basically, you were rejected with your original rainbow reactor, uh, and then exactly. you had no idea what's wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, so tell us. But now you're in the store. So, <laughs> so exactly. how did you make the magic happen? Yeah, the cool thing is um, that um, uh, uh, Dylan, the guy who made uh, Why You Are Fit, you know, this fitness tracking app. Yeah, your your fitness. Yeah, right. I, I'm never sure how it's pronounced, actually. Yeah. But yeah, um, he said, well, guys, you know, because we were talking um, about uh, putting it into a rainbow reactor as well, you know, because if you play the high levels, you really sweat and burn some calories, you know. Oh. And um, so he said, yeah, well, guys, I don't know if this is really a good fit because your game is not so much about fitness but you know what uh, there's this new program from from oculus called oculus start where they help developers to improve their game ideas and stuff like this so um and i even think he made an introduction for us so so then again um we got accepted uh into this oculus start program and okay. um, yeah they they first <laughs> sent us some hoodies and uh, I mean even this awesome glass with which I'm now drinking out of to show off you know <laughs> oh you have an oculus glass I want an oculus glass too <laughs> really do you yeah yeah After why not what you said no chance <laughs> yeah I, why wouldn't oculus tell you about the oculus start program and someone else had to yeah right it's their yeah, program well I think it was really new at the time I'm not I'm not really sure and I also not really sure if Dylan did anything like um behind the scenes other than make the introduction but at any rate i'm really grateful <laughs> that he did something and that he told us about it because otherwise we wouldn't be sitting here now or i wouldn't be sitting here and um yeah then later when um we we told them a bit more about the game you know they even supported us with headsets which was of course super great you know then we got a rift s and then later a quest and stuff like this and um, perfect they even worked with us on the pitch and said well guys you know in the meantime, um, it's not uh, enough to have a simple game like Beat Saber anymore or, or Tetris or something like this. Um, you need more narrative elements, you know, and mm -hmm. we thought, well, that's okay, because as I said already, when you couldn't understand me, I guess we already had this big environment that we had uh, made a story for, you know, to come up with some backstory why this whole thing is happening and what's going on and what the characters are. We have this flying robot Dottie uh, who is always uh, annoying the player and we have this crazy old professor um, Alfred Lucian von Hoffenhassel walk just because the German <laughs> stuff is always funny, you know. And um, yeah, so we said, yeah, well, we can make a story out of that, you know, and they said, yeah, that sounds great and um, let's do it, you know, and that was the first time we said, wow, yeah, that's, that's awesome. But of course, then we still had to do the game and um, it was really more work than we anticipated. So it really took us uh, one year in all, if you also count this, this QA phase, which went on for a couple of weeks um, to eliminate all the bugs in the game in the end. Okay, got mm -hmm. it. So it's really interesting. So basically, because you got into the Oculus Start program, you finally found out why the Rainbow Rector game was not allowed into the store. And Absolutely. because you were in that Start program, they gave you the hints what to change so you would have a chance to get into that program. Yeah. Wow, interesting. But um, at what time did you hear from Oculus that they would accept you into the store? Um, I mean, if, well, you can, if you can talk about it. I don't know if you can. <laughs> sure. I mean, but that was the goal. You know, once the, once the pitch is accepted, then that means you... 
you will release on the store eventually. Okay. Ah, okay. Um, you don't even have to program it first. You have the pitch and, okay, this is what we want to do. Exactly. And if they like the pitch, then you're in. And then you only have to, only have to make the game. Of course, because uh, one thing that's very common in, in game development is a so-called vertical pitch, which means you have a small section of a game, like maybe one level or something, that you can already give people to play, you know. And so it happened that Rainbow Reactor was the vertical pitch for Rainbow Reactor Fusion. Um, so they only didn't have our word because they, they also could see that we can do things, you know, in a, in a way that's professional, um, I guess. And um, yeah, so then the goal was to bring it on the store. And of course, on the way, they, they, they also accompanied the whole process. And um, to be honest, they also had to kick our butts sometimes okay. when we weren't fast enough. And so that was so incredible that we learned so many things about game development, you know, because when we started, we were just um, enthusiasts and gamers. And then we got to see all this stuff from the inside. And that was, um, yeah, mind boggling, I have to say, really. So wow. when they were suggesting experience. sort of um sorry uh, when uh, the oculus when they were sort of suggesting things for your game were they quite pushy in the sense of sort of the direction or with it more to do with bugs and making sure it runs correctly i was I'm more kind of wondering whether they're kind of you know they're, they're quite pushy with, with, their, with their sort of vision for your your game which is yours you know are they quite well, pushy um actually it was more like we made suggestions you know and then they said well we like this and that and these things not so much you know but then we said well okay uh, great we agree but i have to say this one thing is very important to me for example and then they said sure after all it's your game you know but one thing where there is really zero tolerance is, is bugs you know and and um, the performance of the game especially on the right. quest one you know and that was so interesting crazy. that's yeah. very interesting considering how many bugs there are in new games that come out on oculus store but you have no idea as i said in the beginning already we removed 200 bucks and we thought this build that we started the quality assurance with with was already it, it's very good, good that, you know? it is yeah I, mean, it, I, I think that's a good thing that they're so uh, sort of, you know, yeah. particular about those Hands on. bug squashing. I think yeah, that's great. Absolutely. That is a good thing. That's quite, not I would so, say rare, but it's, a, it's it's less of a thing these days. So, so how, how does it work? They really play your game like with lots of people and they will note down all the bugs and then exactly. you get a, an Excel sheet and all the bugs are there? Really like this? Yes, wow. Exactly. They have a testing <laughs> company, you know, an external okay. company. Oh, they, they outsource like that? Testing pros. Um, in our case, I mean, I don't know how it is with other games. But yeah, you really get at the end of each day, you get a list, which was kind of long in our case, unfortunately, sometimes. I'm sure and it is from every game developer, I'm sure. Probably more than that, I'd imagine as well, definitely. That doesn't sound too bad, actually, 200 bugs. I mean, it sounds really difficult to actually, you know, get onto it. And it must have been really hard. But I think compared to some game developers, I, I bet sure. there's three or four times more you know than that yeah, and at least you get yeah, that exactly. list it's not like they're exactly. saying okay <laughs> everything is bad go fix yeah. it yeah yeah but so, it's so helpful really also for us you know because then we we, we uh, noticed that some things we did wrong on principle uh, basically you know and then had to think of another way how to make it work better and then after that the whole game was better you know and so that was really um yeah we learned a lot and the game was better so it was totally win-win situation okay yeah so now we know why the games on the Quest Store, they do have a certain quality, right? It's not like you buy something and it won't it won't run or something. That's for sure won't happen. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. What I'm wondering, 
So you're in that program and um, yeah, Oculus has told you uh, they've accepted your pitch and you're in this Q&A phase. Is there still that sort of Damocles like on over your head that they could say, you know what, guys, in the end, somehow we still don't like your game and you're not going to make it to the Quest Store? Well, I have to say for us, a uh, uh, part that was a little bit surprising was like um, this business language, you know, because we didn't know that either. And, and we found out in the process that Uh, especially Americans are much more uh, polite and they, they code the things a little bit, you know, they say first, it's awesome, we love it, but you know, there's this little thing. And then I already uh, noticed that because I, I had heard about it before, but, but it's really crucial that this little thing that said last, that's really something that means you have to address it at once, you know, and we were a little bit slow on the uptake on that one. And uh, so at one point, um, I think they were a little bit, I mean, they wondered what, what's going on, why we don't do the stuff they told us, you know, because we... <laughs> yeah, you have to do the thing understand. that Facebook wants you to do. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and then we had a kind of, yeah, we talked about it, you know, like really honestly. And then after, after that, everything was, was super. But I think because in, in Europe, it's more like people tell you, yeah, you have to fix this at once or Especially there will be trouble. Especially in Germany, you know, yeah, we're, we're like exactly absolutely. like this or gone, you. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and this was also very interesting for me to learn. And um, yeah, again, this, this made the whole thing better in the end. So I'm really uh, very, very happy about all these experiences. Okay, wow. It seems like you learned a lot. Definitely, <laughs> through <this>. definitely. <clears throat> um, Kalle, you had told me last time when we met or actually during the, the MRTV pitch event, that you want to become a publisher. Is it, is yeah. it, are you still working on that? Like you're um, still? Yeah, that's, that's the crazy thing that there are so many games on Steam that, that have their faults. And I know it for myself, if you do something yourself, you think, well, this is the greatest thing ever. And you're so proud that you got it to work at all, you know, and you think, wow, this is so nice, you know, but if someone else plays it, especially with this VR stuff that we all like, yeah, essentially know about that you need, like, for example, free turn, you need snap turn, you need uh, option to play seated, you need height adjustment and stuff like this. And this is something that's also where, where Oculus is very strict, where they say, well, here's a list of stuff and your game has to do this, you know, Otherwise, it won't work, and it absolutely makes sense, you know, because otherwise, it's not a good VR game. And um, yeah, because I learned all these things, it would be actually awesome to help others uh, to to get their game, yeah, to a state where they can market it, you know. And of course, I mean, <laughs> we are still much too small as a company to to do any major stuff now. Uh, but but prepared to one year ago, you know, we are uh, compared to one year ago, we are so prepared to, to help others make their own game better too. So that this is really something I would love to do. Yeah, right. I think I think that makes so much sense. You really know how to get into the Quest Store. And you've also made some connections now, right? And I believe that you're exactly the right person to help others to do <laughs> that. You. And, and you know what, I really think there's lots of uh, um, budding developers who have a great idea for a game or who probably have already developed something, but they don't know how to get their game into the Quest Store because that's really where it's at right now. I mean, if you publish something to Steam VR, that is okay, right? But it's not where it's at in order to make some money, right? In order to make some money, you will need to get to the Quest Store right now or yeah. later, hopefully, to a PSVR 2 store, 
right? But right now, it's really the quest. So it's fantastic that you have already got all this knowledge and that you're willing to help others. So, yeah, right? So all the people out there who are interested to get to know more, I'm going to link all the information uh, how, on how to get in touch with Kalle in the description of this video. Yeah, Great. should I do this? Yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Kalle, makes sense. So, um, Kalle, what was the toughest, the, the biggest, um, um, the toughest obstacle for you in developing Rainbow Reactor and to get it to the quest from from the idea to now being in the quest, like the final thing basically now? Actually, it was really to make it run like with a good performance on, on Quest 1 because that's one of the very, very strictest rules that the game has to run at 72 FPS on the Quest 1. And if there's even a dip for half a second, like below 65 or something like this, then this is absolute no. Uh, and, and this was so crazy for us because, I mean, um, the recommendation for the Quest 1 is to have about 100,000 polygons uh, in one moment where you look at any place in the scene. And when we started out with the original Rainbow Reactor, you know, our flying robot, Dottie, already had 80,000 polygons. What? You know? wow. No kidding. <laughs> it That's was, crazy. It was, it was so much work to, to uh, scale down these graphics and we fought for every polygon, you know, if there's like a box really and we said, well, okay, you never see the, the backside of this box. Let's not, let's not give it a backside, you know, let's just make the front end. The rest has to be, um, so there's yeah, a PC oh, version to this game then. I didn't realize that. I'd love to uh, see what that looks like in comparison. Yes. It has more polygons there. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> clearly. The robot has 80,000 polygons. Is, I can tell I you that. Dottie. Yeah. Dottie <laughs> is awesome. Like, oh my God, the most cutest robot I've ever, ever Thank you. A little seen. bit judgmental though. Yes, <laughs> he has an yeah. attitude. I know. It's a she, right? Is it? Is it a she? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's female, but I mean, if you if you play through the whole story, you'll find out a little bit more about the reasons for it, you know. But of course, that's a yeah. big secret. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You know, oh, you know, Kala. I just love how you incorporated this story because it's such a story-driven game. Even though, like, the main work mechanics, the one that you play, throwing balls. Um, yeah, throwing balls. Because you can play just that. Like, I actually played both the story mode and the like for arcade, yeah. for a scoreboard arcade yeah. so arcade is just that and that actually reminded me uh uh puzzle bubble is just an arcade it's not very story driven and i think that's the reason maybe why a lot of people didn't like it so much maybe it was getting boring i know sebastian did not like it at all yeah but now it. he's saying that he loves the color matching game because it's from color <laughs> and also because this story is it's not just the story but all these intermediate little puzzles little events that are not just throwing balls in there but also like other color related little puzzles making it more diverse and i i think i love uh, I think that is my favorite part of that game, that it's not getting boring or repetitive because there's always something like something new is happening, even though I haven't played that much, but I will. Great. Yeah, that's what we tried to make happen. So uh, fantastic to hear that it worked. I was yeah. going yes. around cleaning the floor. Because uh, I knew I was going to get some, uh, you know, extra pocket money. Yeah. And then I loved it when Dottie was like, oh, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, you, you're going to have to buy this, which is work-related first. And I just thought that was just such a funny bit of humor. I, love, I really made me laugh. Yeah, um, thank you. But, yeah, I just, there's something very special. Perhaps because the graphics are lower, I don't think that's a bad thing in this case, because it feels 
like a retro game that I've probably played or, or felt like I've played before. That matching colors, yeah, matching yeah. three. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just feel like being in VR doing it, and then I love the throwing mechanic because start with I wasn't very good at it, but you soon get the hang of it. It's, in, it's actually very natural the way you sort yeah. of you know perfect uh, for VR basically. And it's yeah, yeah, and it's very rewarding when you get it right. And she goes, "Not bad," and I just think, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. pleased with me." She yeah, just hard to please. Yeah. But I realize that I'm terrible at throwing with my left hand. At first, I tried yes, like right, here. left, right, left, and then yes. like, no, screw that. I'm just gonna use my right hand. For I, yeah, I just use the right hand in the end. But I, I, yeah. I want to try both. I want to be really good at it and kind of like, uh, yeah, yes, so. that's a good way to uh, practice. Yeah, it, exactly. I think it translates to real life. And who knows when you need to throw something with your left hand? I mean, perfectly. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. It kind of transported me back to. PE in in school or something and being really crap at <laughs> basketball or something, but, uh, but no, it, no, it's fantastic. In fact, I was just I was just at Reactor Four before the podcast and I was I was gutted. I had to switch it off to do oh, this, no. so I'm, I'm going to go back to it yeah. once I finish this because that's how much I love it. It's brilliant. Awesome. Cool, cool. Yeah, so Rainbow Reactor Fusion now on the official Quest Store. What a great achievement. And Kalle, again, congratulations. We're getting Thank already to our two hours mark, which is normally our, our uh, point where we, we, we're stopping. And also this time we're going to do it. But Kalle, I would like to ask you, um, what is next for you? Is there a next uh, VR game coming up now? Uh, what, what, is, what, what are you going to do? Yeah, we're already working on a new game, as a matter of fact, um, and it's called Snow Scout. And it's going Snow to be, Scout, cool. Sounds good. It's going to be like a, a walking simulator on ski, basically. Ski? Skiing? Yes, exactly. But okay. also with a story and um, yeah, some tasks you have to do in the mountains. And um, yeah, it's, it's um, something when... completely different, but uh, it it's also will be... <laughs> great in the end hopefully but that's a long way off still so yeah let's see how it goes but we are still super enthusiastic about vr and and want to try you know our own stories and it's great to hear from you guys that what we try to achieve with rainbow reactor fusion seems to work in a way and that's totally encouraging to to go on you know <laughs> yeah we're looking forward to your next game so um when do you think it's going to come out well, we'll try to do uh, the early access route again, like we did with Rainbow Reactor, because it's really good to get people's feedback, you know, and I think for Rainbow Reactor Fusion, that wasn't necessary because uh, the first game was really well-rounded in a way, you know, so, um, yeah, we'd really like to hear what, what people think, because actually the VR community is our biggest uh uh, boon, so to speak, because without them we wouldn't be here because we got so much support and even when, when we didn't make money with the game, it was so great to, mm -hmm. to get encouraging feedback and that was really was what kept us going. So we want to hear what they think and because we're making the game for the players, you know, and so early access will be hopefully early next year already and then let's see how much people will want us to add until Perfect. we have the final version <laughs> looking forward to that and yeah i can agree with uh, what you said about the community it was great how people also helped you like also youtubers right you also um like uh, the german podcast that i'm doing also we also had you there and tomorrow as well. So it's it's great how we we yeah we kind of support each other as well. The community is is really cool. <laughs> Absolutely, and a lot of those people are also in the end credits of the game. Ah, okay. Of the 
perfusion. So if you make it through, Perfect. you will see some familiar names, like some guy who's called MR. Something. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Or okay, whatever, okay. That's know. good. And Okay, now I need to finish it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, Kalle, so much for, for your time tonight to be on the podcast, to be on um, Season 2, Episode 8 of the Next Dimension podcast. Of course, also thanks to Tatiana and Steve, obviously, for being here all the time. And uh, yeah, thanks to all everyone who's listening or watching this right now. If you're watching this right now, we would be very happy about a thumbs up. That would help us. And also do comment, leave a comment that helps the algorithm so that more people can find this podcast and would be amazing really amazing and the best way to say thank you would be to leave us a good review so get your iphone or ipod out right now why not it only will take you two minutes open the podcast app find the next dimension podcast and give us a five-star review if you enjoy this show that's everything that we got for season two episode eight and we're looking forward to see you in the next episode until then bye-bye hi Bye, guys. Thanks again.